Welcome back to Word of God. We're three English majors who have set out to analyze Supernatural now that it's done to figure out what was it supposed to be, what did it become, and how. I'm Ash, the old-time fan. My pronouns are it, it's, or uh, be vim, ver vimself. And you can follow me on Twitch at twitch.tv slash ashcommaman. I'm Emma, the latecomer. My pronouns are she, her, and they, them. You can follow me on Tumblr at LazarusEmma. I'm Wyatt, the newcomer. My pronouns are he, him. You can follow me on Twitter at ToppleThrones. It's very funny to me that all of our you can follow me at are all different social media platforms. Yeah. There's mm-hmm. no there's no crossover. I am unknowable. <laughs> you cannot be on my Tumblr unless I'm your best friend. Um, and you can follow the show on Twitter and on Tumblr at Word of Godcast. Today we are going to be talking about uh, the final three episodes of season one, Dead Man's Blood, Salvation, and Devil's Trap. As a little foreknote, uh, we are recording, our recording schedule is kind of weird. Today in this recording session, we're talking about Dead Man's Blood. This will not matter to you, the listeners. However, uh, I have not seen Salvation or Devil's Trap yet, so uh, that may, the, the conversation may be slightly disjointed uh, because of that, but... And I haven't seen it since January when I rewatched all of Supernatural. Yeah. I saw it a couple weeks ago, and so I have notes, but I may not remember them. All right. This is going to be a very insane episode. I am going uh-huh. insane. Just as a background. <laughs> the... mm. uh, and also, content warnings for this uh, episode are as follows. Content warnings for episode 20 include murder of domestic partners, a non-consensual kiss with homophobic undertones, and the decapitation discussion. Content warnings for episode 21 include child in danger, decapitation mention, murder, and the brief mention of suicidal ideation. Content warnings for episode 22 include murder, a car crash, torture, the death of a dog, identity theft or possession, and suicidal ideation. If you'd like us to warn for something we don't already flag, you can reach us through our ask box on Tumblr at Word of Godcast or send us an email at wordofgodcast.gmail.com. All right. Episode 20, Dead Man's Blood, begins with a old guy, Elkins, who hangs out in this bar in Manning, Colorado, looking at spooky notes. People think he's weird. He sees some bikers and books it back to his document-filled cabin. The bikers follow him. He throws a knife at one of them. She is unfazed. He flees into another room, gets a special gun out of a safe. But they break in through his skylight, which is sick, and pin him down and take his gun. Uh, Also, they are vampires and they eat him. Cut to the brothers in a cafe. Uh, Sam finds out that uh, that guy Elkins was mauled to death and also robbed. Uh, and also, he knew their dad, so they go check it out. They find out in his house that he was a hunter, uh, and also someone is spookily watching them outside. So they find out uh, that Elkins wrote them a message in blood for the location of a dead drop, which is some very cool like spy shit that I liked a lot. Uh, in that dead drop, they find a letter for John, and then he just shows up and jump scares them. Uh, fucking John, he was the one watching them earlier. He tells them that uh, Elkins is the one who trained him for a while, but they had a falling out and haven't spoken in years. John reads the letter and learns about that special gun from the opening, which he says that they need to go get back. Uh, Also, apparently uh, everyone thought vampires were extinct. Uh, Apparently Elkins really hunted them down uh, and the vampires had a sort of vendetta against him, which which is why he was very nervous about vampires. But they're not extinct. 
which we cut to the vampires then who do a classic uh, trap the road to stop a car. One of them lies in the middle of the road. Uh, they kidnap a couple to eat. Uh, the boys plus their dad, who I will, who, despite being grumpy about this, I will refer to as one of the boys for brevity's sake from here on. Uh, they all go check it out. They get a tooth for a lead from the road. Uh, I guess they ate. I I actually didn't. Hmm. Can we pause for a second here? Why did the Why did one of them drop a tooth? They didn't eat the couple here. What What caused the tooth to be dropped? <laughs> Plot. It's bad writing. Okay. Because what I thought was they ate the couple, but then later it reveals that they had kidnapped them. But then there's still a tooth left behind as if they were using their teeth. It's very lazy. Okay, uh, I'm glad I didn't miss something and it was just a while, bad, while dumb mistake. The writers, um, this episode was written by Catherine Humphreys and John Chagon. Mm. Also, I guess speaking of which, we learned that vampires are like sharks. They have like extra teeth that they like. I mean, I guess they're not like sharks because they like put... they stick out forward like they grow over their regular teeth it's very weird the effect isn't very good but it's kind of cool i guess anyway um they find this tooth somehow i guess one of them just dropped it uh sam and dean have a fight in the car about john it's the same argument they keep having basically uh we cut to the vampires who are vibing in an old barn uh, they eat the boyfriend in front of the girlfriend. It's very rough. They all, like, converge on him. Uh, we meet the vampire boss here, whose name is Luther. He, think it was a, he thinks it was a bad idea that they killed Elkins and wasn't there at the time. Um, he's right. The hunters are going to come after them now. Meanwhile, John picks up the trail but won't tell them how. I actually don't know how he did this. I don't know if this is ever explained, but regardless, <laughs> yeah. Uh, Sam gets mad. The point is that Sam gets mad, pulls over, and has an argument with John and Dean um, about, like, John not trusting them, not telling them everything. Meanwhile, one of the vampires assaults the girlfriend with a blood kiss to turn her into a vampire. It's very bad. I didn't like it. Very bad scene. Uh, the boys are getting ready to fight the vampires, but before they do, John tells them about the special gun. Uh, this gun rules. It was made in 1835 for a cool cowboy monster hunter. There were 13 bullets. He used half of them before disappearing. Also, this gun can apparently kill anything. This is the most anime shit in the show so far far i love it uh anyway john wants the magic gun for revenge he thinks it'll be able to kill the demon who killed uh mary and also jessica so the boys sneak into the vampire barn while they're all sleeping it's a very tense scene it's very good uh john goes for the gun sam goes for the girlfriend dean goes for some of the other people they've locked up uh unfortunately sam fucks it all up because the girlfriend got vampired and screams alerting everybody uh, all the vampires, I mean, they all book it and go hide. Sam and John have a chat in the motel uh, that they're renting. Uh, turns out John always wanted Sam to go to college. He has regrets. This scene was very compelling to me. Jeffrey Dean Morgan is a good actor. Also, he spent Sam's college fund on bullets. Uh, anyway. Yeah, they both laugh about it. It's a funny line, to be fair, but also it's very dark. Anyway. Dean steals a thing, like this weird jar uh, from a funeral home off screen. We learn later that it's a jar of Elkins' blood. It's a very, like, occult-looking jar. I don't know where he got this jar. It's very funny. Um. Anyway, the show then does, like, a really weird cut to Dean fixing his car in the dark. Uh, just immediately from that previous scene. I had no idea what was happening initially, but uh, anyway, the vampires show up to mess with him. 
Uh, John shoots the vampires with a crossbow bolt while they're messing with Dean. Turns out he was bait. Uh, the crossbow bolts are coated in Elkins's blood. Uh, turns out dead man's blood is poison to vampires, which is why the episode's named that. They take Luther's girlfriend, Kate, hostage because apparently vampires mate for life, which is weird. We'll talk about that probably. Anyway, they're going to lure him in for the gun. John continues to not want to work with the boys. They argue about it some more. John goes off by himself with Kate. Vampires go after him. Meanwhile, the brothers go back to the barn to save those people. John does a hostage trade for the gun. It predictably fails. He gets his ass kicked by Kate. Uh, but then the brothers show up and own a bunch of the vampires with the crossbow bolts. Luther then takes Sam hostage, but John shoots him with the magic gun, and it's extremely cool. There's this, like, weird effect on his head. It looks like he gets sent straight to hell or something. I don't know. That gun's wild. Uh, the rest of the vampires then book it because they're very scared of this magic gun. Uh, finally, in the denouement, John realizes that the brothers are right, and they're going after that thing that killed their mom together. Cue credits. Yeah. <sighs> <sighs> Mm-hmm. Where do we want to like, start? First, this is not the first thing I have in my notes, but like the most glaring thing. Um, the, they say Elkins out loud. That's his name. That's like his wiki page and everything. But mm -hmm. in the notebook, it says Elkin. Just, just cause. Oh. I guess you're not supposed to be able to read. I don't know. Huh. I love Supernatural. That's weird. I didn't notice that. Yeah. Now, whenever there's text on screen, I try to make it a habit to pause. I should probably be doing that. Just to see if there's anything fun or stupid. It's usually stupid. <laughs> Which there frequently is. Um, I love how the the bartender and the guy are just kind of talking shit about Elkins in normal voices. While yeah, like I know. Away. That's a TV thing. Like, girl. Yeah, voices don't carry unless it's plot relevant. Yeah, yeah. They do true. compare him to the Unabomber, though. Yeah. I, yeah. There's. I mean, I get it. Elkins, to an outside perspective, is very weird. His his journal is weird and spooky, so I get it. But also, I don't know. He's cool. He's a cool vampire hunter. I like him for the I mean, brief he moment he exists. Significantly yeah. cooler than John Winchester, who for some reason mm -hmm. thought vampires were extinct just because he hadn't seen them in a while. Yeah. I wonder, I, I'm, I'm very curious about why those two had a falling out. John has a lot of falling John out does. with other hunters. That's yeah, I know, exactly. Like, he has I'd... a pattern of, like, he, you know, yeah. hunts with people or he's friends with people and then he fights with them and doesn't see them for years. We're going to get mm -hmm. this again in the other episodes that we haven't seen. There is at least three in the first, like, two seasons. I like how the the vampires have eye shine. Yeah, Don't the eye shine is yes. so good. Yes, it's so good. good. The bit, I'm pretty sure it's um, dropped. I don't think vampires have eye shine ever again. Oh in the show, no, it's such a good effect. That sucks. It's, it's really, really good for good, the aesthetic. Though. So good. The bit at the end where they all stand in front of John in the middle of the road as he's driving and all their eyes are shining in the dark is such a good shot. It's so cool. Yeah. Um. It's very. It's very good. Couple things uh, from the start. Uh, Dean references Sarah from the Providence episode, which I was like, "Oh, hey, continuity in a Monster of the Week episode." I guess this <laughs> is like leading into the finale, so that makes sense. But it still surprised me. Um, also, uh, the show through Sam references either uh, Julianne Kopic, I think is how you pronounce that, or Vesna Volovic, who are both women who fell from planes and lived. Uh, Sam's like, oh, there's this woman who fell from a plane in Iowa. 
um, that's a kind of weird thing. And Dean's like, I don't know if that's supernatural. It's not that weird, Sammy. Yeah. I thought that was a cute little nod. Neither of those events happened in Iowa, but like those are those are <laughs> probably where the writers pulled that uh, little side story that Sam mentioned from. Also, I love how uh, Elkins gets the cult out. Like, what do you need that for? Just cut their heads off. You're like a professional well, vampire a, hunter. There's like a whole bunch of vampires, and he's an old man. A lot I guess. To shoot people, Ash. There's a yeah. reinvented guns. It, also, it's very hard to cut <laughs> someone's head off. Not feel, in this show. Yeah, I know. Like, I feel like it's a little too easy to cut these vampires' heads off. God, ju- I'm just thinking of the the weapons in season eight in Purgatory that are just like teeth, and they just cut people's heads off really <gasps> easily. Like, that's so stupid. That sounds sick. You know what they no should? Sense. Oh, now I'm just imagining vampire hunters who use giant shears as weapons. <laughs> Oh God! Just Fucking Dirk gently ass off. shit. That's a, no, I was gonna say that's some bloodborne uh, shit. There's improvised weaponry to perform executions yeah. of various kinds. Mm-hmm. Yes. To be vague because I don't like the gore and because it's spoilers, but there are mm-hmm. various yes. ways to cut heads off. Let's put it that way. We've already had a decapitation by window. We, yeah, which is equally silly. I'm going to assume because of the fact that uh, this is a Monster of the Week show and everyone loves vampires, that vampires are going to show up a lot in the future, which (laughs) makes it extremely funny that uh, they're all like, I thought vampires were extinct. Okay, well, uh, so (laughs) the vampires being extinct is actually like a thing. Oh, okay. Uh, They keep that continuity? I think, like... All right. They don't... I don't think they bring it up until, like, season six. Okay. But... Um, I think like the there is a reference to the near extinction of vampires. All right. Well, I know that vampires will be very significant to a future event. Yeah. <laughs> which is <laughs> partly why. Said if only. I was which is partly weird. why I thought Dean being like, "Oh, vampires! That's so funny." Was yeah. extru- <laughs> the dramatic irony there is so good. To There's me. so much. Just as a preface, I am going insane over this episode, which is really stupid. I shouldn't be, but there's so much here. There's so much about Dean and vampires that just makes Uh me insane. And not just because of the episode that shall not be named. The vampire page is actually very detailed. Of course it is. Of course it is. They do come up a lot. That's what that means. One of the things I thought was kind of fun in this episode was John's just like, all that stuff about vampires, none of it's true, except for a couple yeah. things. Stakes don't matter, light just stings them, running water doesn't matter, you don't have to invite them in, etc., etc. The, the big vampire things are, they sleep it, they sleep during the day, they don't like the light, but they can manage it just fine, and the only way to kill them is cutting their heads off. And also, they I guess they're weak to dead man's they're blood. they're not little teeth. Right, yeah, they, they have, have like... like Extra. Like they have like an extra teeth, layer yeah. of very creepy teeth. It's cool. Like, lo- like the whole front of their mouth lowers an extra set of teeth. Yeah. The also effect the is bad, teeth. but it's a cool idea. I mean, it's better in early seasons than in late seasons where their aesthetic is just not. Great. It's, it's I can never hard. get over how, like, this happens in Doctor Who, too. When a character has, like, big, sharp teeth, 
the directors must just tell them to keep their mouths open the whole time. <laughs> yeah. It just looks it's so unnatural. To close your mouth around that. Well, yeah, but it's just they're like hissing and snarling and baring their teeth the whole time, and I'm like, this yeah. just looks silly. Well, otherwise, they just well, it would look silly if they closed. The, open, yeah, it's uncomfortable to close. It looks it silly would... if they well, closed their mouth but they're just like hissing the whole time and i'm like okay why we've established that you can hiss <laughs> i got a couple general notes here which is that sam calls elkins i believe a player which is a weird piece of terminology to me he means that he's like also a hunter but that's not what player like where'd that where'd that slang come from that's not what player means a player of the game of hunting I, all right sure uh, in that same scene, they say that his journal, which is very similar to John's, dates back to it the is. 60s. So yeah. he's been doing this a lot longer than He's the been doing this for a long have. time. Mm-hmm. Um, I love how the police and Supernatural don't think humans can maul other humans. <laughs> I mean, humans generally don't maul other humans. But they can. They can. And they do. Sure. They're, they're always like, there's no way this was a human. This okay, okay, okay. Animal. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Vampire teeth are different from human teeth. The autopsy would show that it were not human teeth that did the mauling. I suppose that's true. But also, what kind of fucking animal? In Colorado. Yeah, I don't know about cops that. are always so confused about these. Yeah. Some wolves escape from the zoo. <laughs> that's not what wolf teeth look like. <laughs> I don't know. They're sharper than, they're sharper than human teeth. He got attacked and killed by piranhas. <laughs> exactly. Oh, that's some great. That's some great, like locked room mystery shit. Oh, we have the crocodile. Eventually. Part of this is the thing I want to talk about briefly. I, like, how do we feel about the cold opens broadly? Like, basically, always. I guess not always showing us what the monster is, but do we think it'd be more fun sometimes if it was like an actual mystery that we were alongside the brothers to solve, or do we like the dramatic irony? Uh, Curious as to what your two's thoughts are, because I'm ambivalent about it. I think most of the appeal is how the show will subvert our expectations based on our cultural mythological understanding of the creature. So revealing the creature in the cold open gives us this expectation of like, oh, it's a vampire. Um, they have weird teeth, but hey, you can just shove a stake through their heart or whatever. But then we learn that that's all bullshit and we learn what is like true within this fictional universe. Um, however, as the show becomes more codified and the, the diversity of the scary monsters that they fight gets thinner and thinner, I think it would be better if they made it kind of more mysterious. We do have some episodes where we don't know what's doing it, like um, 114 Nightmare. Yeah, Shadow. We didn't know what was doing it in the first Shadow place. also, so yeah. there are some episodes where it's set up as, like, we saw it happen, but we still don't understand it. Um, yeah. Those are fun. Yeah, that's kind of why I brought it up, is because we have this, like, we have two different examples of how to do it, and I'm curious which, mm-hmm. yeah, I think which one you two like. We already know what it is are more plot focus instead of mm-hmm. watching yeah. them solve the mystery it's more like okay they're gonna figure it out and then what yeah it's also a lot of the like i guess the mystery thing a lot of the time it's they're making stuff up too which is why it's like 
the mystery stuff may not work as well in some cases, like the with the Deva thing. Like, there's no their Deva lore. I guess like I talked about, it it kind of works, but also there's no real way for the audience to figure that out, and they mostly figure it out just yeah. through like off screen Google searching anyway. So I don't know if like, yeah, like I don't know if the, the writers the even care that much. Having enough clues to solve yeah. yourself, and if you don't already know the in universe lore, then there's not really a way for you to do your own check. Yeah, mm-hmm. I br- I brought this up in specific uh, for like vampires because people know what know vampires pretty well, and that could be a mystery that you solve along with the brothers that could be fun. Like, hmm, mm-hmm. it was mauled to death. Interesting. Was it was it a werewolf? Was it a vampire? I think in the first episode that introduces vampires. Um, and probably the same thing with werewolves, with demons, with most other, like, really consistent creatures that show up again and again. Like, the first time they introduce it, it's more focused on introducing that creature within the universe mm-hmm. and less focused yeah. on, like, the mystery. Trying to build that Cause lore. I think the, yeah, because I think the first time we, I mean, the first time we meet a werewolf, I don't know if we know that it's a werewolf, but it's pretty obvious. Yeah. Because of established werewolf rules. Well, that'll be fun. I'm looking forward to that. Mm-hmm. I like I like me a werewolf. Mm-hmm. <laughs> All right. You you laughing like that only makes me look forward to things even more, but for different reasons. <laughs> it's not a bad episode. It's just <laughs> okay. It's we just... don't. Let's not talk about this right now. Yeah. Uh, this set is fucking dark. Yeah. Uh, Elkin's house is fucking dark. Can't fucking see anything. Yeah, I didn't have a lot of notes about the sets in this episode for that reason. It was hard to actually see things. I do like the barn. I do like the vampire hangout barn. I like yes. that they sleep on hammocks. <laughs> gotcha. <laughs> fuck you. <laughs> fuck you, fuck you, fuck you, fuck you. Also, I guess um, speaking of that scene, I I am burning to talk about the fa- I burning to talk about Luther's tattoo, which is ridiculous. So, Luther's tattoo is written in katakana, which for those who do not know is the Japanese script that is used for representing non-Japanese words, like English words, words words in that use like any like non that, that don't use like those characters, so like the Roman alphabet, other alphabets, etc. Um and so Luther's tattoo is complete nonsense. It says ne yo ra yo te, which doesn't mean anything in any language as far as I'm aware. I was like, is it Spanish? Is it yo te? But like ne yo ra doesn't mean anything. Like maybe it's a name for something, but like Luther's dead, so it doesn't matter. We'll never know. It's it's stupid. It's bad. <laughs> I mean, he does seem like the kind of guy to just get a tattoo of like. Oh yeah, for sure. Not for sure. Characters. Which we'll we'll talk about the, we'll talk about these vampires in more detail. Vampires? Yeah. I'm also very curious to know if this is just his actor or. Oh, if like, the actor, actor has that tattoo, I don't know. Trying to uh, find... while you check that, uh, while we're talking about languages, the the cult has Latin on its barrel that says non si me bomala, which is a Latin translation of the English I will fear no evil, which is from, mm, cool. according to the wiki uh, Psalms 23.4 yeah. I walk through the valley of the shadow of death I will fear no evil, which is um, in the Hebrew and the, that verse actually ends 
Kiatayamazi because you are with me. So I guess in this case, the gun is the stand-in for God, which is yeah. really cool. It's great. That's That rocks. I'm the uh, baddest motherfucker any... in the valley. <laughs> I fear no evil because I am... Oh, wait, that's exactly what you're saying. Yes, Sorry. that's the reference that um, I'm making. Yep. Yep. Listen, shush. I couldn't find any pictures of Luther's actor shirtless, so I could not find any confirmation on the tattoo. Uh, Mr. Warren Christie, uh, if you are hearing this, I want to know if your tattoo just exists or if they just decided to give you one <laughs> for funsies. I want to give a shout out to the sick ass drawing on Elkin's wall. The like three faces. Oh, yeah. Thing? Fucking rocked. I want to know what that's that was. What's the? Do you know the timestamp for that? No, but I can find it. Okay, I need to find it. To we should we should put that for people because I do remember it being cool. Yeah, I also love how Supernatural is obsessed with showing John's silhouette from behind, uh -huh. continuously framing him as like suspicious and scary. Yep, it's because uh, they do it in the first episode. Um, well, they do it. They well, that wasn't John in that case, subverted. right? Subverted. Yeah, but yeah, the but they John and then John from behind anyway. Yeah. On the couch. And then when um he shows up in the apartment in shadow, he's also silhouetted there. It and the fact that the first time we see quote unquote John is when he is not John, but we see him shot the same way is really something. It's good. I will say that. Mm-hmm. It is very good. Like when supernatural is consistent, it's good. Yeah. I just have Dean being clever and then a heart. Oh, don't know what that the is. The scratching of the rubbings on the floor. The, sorry, the rubbing oh, yeah. scratchings on the floor. And it's the location and combination of a post office box where they go find the letter to John. Uh, and Dean says that that's just the way Dad does it with the mail drop. Uh huh. So I guess that's like hunting standard. All right. If, mm -hmm. if Elkins trained John, then I guess that would make sense. Yeah. It's cool. I like it. Like I said, it's very, very sneaky. It's cute. I love him. Um,. I also wonder how the blood it's not dry yet cuz it's been mm, yeah it's been like a week right Yeah Yeah I don't know <laughs> Well he does a rubbing right Well but the blood comes up on Oh uh, you're right the you're right, you're right. Page, it does, like, yeah. Yeah. yeah you're right Well we know we, we know at this point that Supernatural is not a show that does uh that accurately represents reality in many cases Oh absolutely not Oh yeah um, there's the drawing yeah that's very cool yeah, I guess that's rocks. some kind of monster. I, I don't know. We never see that as far as I know. Yeah, no. <laughs> I want to know what kind of crazy Hans Elkins was going on. Yeah. Right? Elkins prequel. Uh, 20 years from now. You know what? Elkins could be in the prequel. Oh, yeah, you're right. The prequel. You're right. God, I don't even want to think about that. We'll have to think about it eventually. No. <laughs> So yeah, in like four years when we finish yeah. the show uh -huh. and then the anime. <laughs> don't don't put timelines on this. <laughs> <laughs> You've made a commitment, Emma. You've sold your soul. I'm fucking Davy Jones on this bitch. You are all gonna be fish people. Great. <laughs> of all the analogies you could have gone with in this context. No, it was perfect. <laughs> part of the crew, part of the ship, motherfucker. <laughs> Um, 
Do we want to talk about the arguments that the boys have in this episode? Arguments. I'm yeah. not quite yeah. there. Um, okay, when John all right. shows up, he says that, like, nice job, nice work covering your tracks, and Dean says they learn from the best, so. Mm-hmm. <sighs> More Dean sucking up. Clearly not, because they never do it. <laughs> <laughs> well, they did it that one time where they wiped their fingerprints off the handrail. And the one time they yeah. wore gloves. The one time they yeah. wore gloves. <laughs> Like one on out of twenty episodes, I can count on one hand the amount of times they've actually been concerned about forensics. Yeah. Um, I love how John expositionally uh goes, "You know why," and then proceeds to explain. I don't uh, remember what he explained, but because he did. I had to make sure you weren't followed by anyone or anything. Yeah. Yeah, it was really funny. Um. Again, very, very funny with Dean going vampires. Ha, I thought there was no such thing. It's very cute in a way. I don't know if I liked it was being like, oh, oh, vampires. How silly is that? It's fun for season one. It's less fun in the big picture. Yeah. It, this happens a couple of times, I think, where, like, there are a couple of things that just deadass don't exist in the supernatural universe, like Bigfoot or aliens. Yeah. uh, That hunters, like, make fun of. Emma, I know exactly what you're thinking about, and you know, you know. I do know. I know better. I love this. This is great. <laughs> um, that's fucking season All right. three or four. Uh, but I think we need to move I was on. Talking about season six. Moving on. I don't remember when it is. Um, yeah. Um, I think there's a couple of other things where they're like, yeah, that shit doesn't exist, and then they are swiftly proved wrong but there are a couple of other things where they're like yeah that doesn't exist and that's used as a punchline yeah i was mostly like it's a little too cute because like vampires are one of the most well-known like supernatural creatures and the show's kind of like having its cake and eating it too to a degree of like come on supernatural you've had some absolute bullshit in your show leading up to this point i don't know if you're allowed to be like haha vampires how silly yeah mf you were fighting like demons Vampire's not that scary. Um, I love how Dean goes vampires. I think it's funny every time I hear it. Uh-huh. Uh, uh, uh. <laughs> okay, we need to stop. <laughs> we need to stop talking about the finale because if you haven't seen the finale, we are being absolutely incomprehensible, for which I apologize. It's funny. It's great, though. It funny. I lo- Like I've said before, I love the finale as this specter haunting this... <laughs> Haunting the finale, this podcast. Handshake, I did. I did say in episode out. one that I know what everything that happens in the finale. Yeah, because I literally went on a Discord yes. voice chat and yes, screamed about it did. for an hour. It was great. It was a good time. That's the <laughs> that you can draw a straight line between Ash doing that and this podcast existing. <laughs> <laughs> You're welcome, the brain worms. Um. Okay. Now my notes get to the fighting. Um, when Dean says, don't tell me it's already starting, <sighs> like, yeah, where he goes, oh, crap, here we go. Yeah, like, and, okay, on the one hand, I do understand, uh, the experience, um, of having the trauma response with interfamily tension. Uh-huh. Um, it's much easier to tell your little sibling to shut up, uh, and behave than to call your dad out for being an asshole. Yep. Especially if you are also afraid of your dad. I also understand why Sam's pissed off. So it just it. I don't think Neither Dean's of them being is in unfair. The wrong John is in the wrong. Here. Yeah, yeah. They're both just very traumatized. 
Yeah, just just to be clear, to go over each of these arguments, the first one they had um, is like these are all arguments we've talked about before. This is I liked this though. This is very like family broken family who has the same like glass they keep stepping on over and over again. The same like problems coming up. The same arguments happening. Uh, the first one is they're like. Uh, Sam is grumpy that, uh, he's treating them like children, and Dean's like, that's just way the way he does things. And then the second one is Sam's upset that, uh, John, I, I guess it's a continuation of that. Sam's upset that John isn't telling them things, um, that, which is why, like, they pull over and have a talk, and Sam's like, I want to know about the gun, and they're both like, we don't have time for this. And then the final argument, like I said, is about them like working together uh and john continuing to be like no it's not safe for you too i care about you it's in like a very paternalistic way just to make that clear but yeah sorry yes. was there more you wanted to say about the the second argument there where they pull over the car um oh i don't i think that was the first the second argument no, the first argument is between john and uh sorry is between dean and sam in the car yeah i think a... that's when dean says don't tell me it's already starting um, no, that's, no, no, that's when, that's, that's when he swerves in front of in the, the truck. In the car, as Dean says, okay. it, so it is starting, calling back oh. to that moment, but it's, uh, I guess that's yeah. the second argument. It's just those, those are, like, back-to-back -back arguments, but continued. there's a, there's a cut in between them, we cut to the vampires. Mm -hmm. Um, I hate John. The fact that he, like, gets all shitty with Sam, and then makes a backhanded comment to Dean about how he keeps up the Impala. <gasps> oh, yeah, I wrote that, that down. It's crazy. It's really, Yeah. It, the vibes are rancid. It's fucking God. I hate him. I yeah. want him to die. Again, I hate him so much. Jeffrey Dean Morgan, great actor. Like the way he swings mm -hmm. between like being very like warm and friendly, and then just being like the shittiest man is really good and feels very like true. Mm hmm. Yeah, we've talked about the inconsistency of the show's portrayal of John and how sometimes mm -hmm. he's slightly more sympathetic and sometimes he's like clearly the worst person in the world um and so some of it is different writers as we've said but from in universe perspective uh some of it is because it's the boys talking about him and that they're not very reliable narrators when it comes to mm -hmm. pretty much anything but especially like such a loaded figure in their lives mm -hmm. and the way that he himself you know adjusts his behavior yeah, my opinion may change later, but I haven't. I found the inconsistencies all accurate to the way people are and the way people have inconsistencies in the way they act. Yeah, exactly. Mm hmm. Yeah, so this... like different writers may disagree the extent to which John is shitty, but like the overall picture that emerges yeah. is that John is like shitty in a very realistic way, which is fascinating mm -hmm. and also kind of how the show works. It like accidentally says things really well. Uh huh. Yeah. I don't know. Maybe maybe it's accidentally in the broad scheme of things, or at least episode per episode. At least in this episode specifically, I felt like the way yeah. John goes back and forth yeah. was very intentional. Yes. yes. Yeah. Um, Sam is driving, and I know it's because he has to be the one to swerve the car out in front of John's truck, but um, Sam driving. Ooh, ooh. Yeah, Sam driving, and in the context of John telling dean to make sure to take care of the car so if the car yeah. is an extension of dean as his as its driver then the fact that sam is driving now kind of makes the impala sam and mm. that this sounds like such a stretch but like um, <laughs> john saying like i wouldn't have given you 
Sam if I thought you were going to ruin it. Um, hmm. I do sound like a crazy person, but there's definitely a reading. No, there. but you're right. No, I think th I think there's something there. Yeah, like the it's the very it's very John metaphorical, but it's good responsibility. And yeah. so we've already have discussed in you know mm -hmm. somewhat detail of like the Impala as Dean, and so Dean is supposed to be taking care of himself in some ways, but also like Sam is his responsibility. Watch out for Sammy, and so. John telling him off about the Impala is kind of, like, underhanded for taking care of Sam. Mm -hmm. Even though, like, John, that's your job. You're the dad. You should be there to take care of your kids. Both of them. Mm -hmm. And then immediately juxtaposing that with the scene where John and Sam nearly get into a physical fight and Dean has to force himself in between them. Yep. <sighs> yeah. That, oof. That scene is a lot. So when it's just Sam and Dean in the car, and they're talking about John without John there to hear him, them, then um, Dean is on the John defense squad where he says, you know, he does what he does for a reason. There's no time to argue. Um, if that's what it takes, all those, you know, classic lines of excusing John's behavior. But then when Sam and, Dean and John are arguing to each other's faces... Sam, Dean continues to try to calm Sam down rather than addressing, you know, backing him up or addressing John, um, where Dean says, Sammy, come on, we can Q&A afterwards, um, you made your point, come on, and, th but then eventually he says, like, stop it, both of you, once they're, like, in each other's faces and John is yelling at Sam. Yeah. Dean, in the middle of them, is talking to both of them and says, stop it, that's enough, that means you too. Yeah. <sighs> it's very good. It's very like, I don't want this to be happening. So instead of actually attempting to help resolve this argument, I am going to make them both stop. It feels very mm -hmm. real. Yeah, it, yeah. Um, the vampires are so gross. Let's, yeah, let's continue. Let's finish the through line of like the yeah. uh, family stuff and then we can talk about the vampires at the end. Yeah. We're still on the topic. Um, I, feel like we're not supposed to sympathize with Sam here. Don't know what my brain was thinking then, but that's a note I have. I don't know about that. I don't, considering the way this episode I ends, I don't that. think that's true. Like, I guess he is interrupting, like, an important thing, but also he's interrupting an important thing for a good reason. And also, I think the audience wants to know about the gun. Which would lean toward audience sympathizing with Sam. I definitely sympathized with Sam in this scene. Yeah. yeah. Seeing as I have no idea what past me was thinking, I am inclined to uh, agree. I okay. just have no idea what I was thinking when I wrote that. So. So leading from this fight into the conversation when John and Sam are back in the uh, motel, I would like to do a close reading of what John says here. Uh, when after he's like, I put a hundred bucks to the savings account for you every month. This is never the life I wanted for you. And Sam's like, why'd you get so mad when I left? And John says, you gotta understand something. After your mother passed, all I saw was evil everywhere. And all I cared about was keeping you boys alive. I wanted you prepared, ready. Except somewhere along the line, I, uh, stopped being your father and I, I became your drill sergeant. So when you said that you wanted to go away to school, all I could think about, my only thought was that you were going to be alone, vulnerable. Sammy, it just, it never occurred to me what you wanted. I just couldn't accept the fact that you and me were just different. 
And then Sam says, we're not different, not anymore. With what happened to Mom and Jess, well, we probably have a lot more in common than just about anyone. And then they, like, there's a, a bit of reconciliation here, but not in a way that I think is good um, mm -hmm. for the, for either of them. And then it ends with the joke of what happened to that college fund, spent it on ammo. <laughs> Jesus fucking Christ. <laughs> Which is such a, it's so good. It's really good as a way to, like, as a way to signal that this is not good. That, like, this yeah. reconciliation between them is not going to last, and that the fact that they are more in common now is a bad thing. Yes. Yeah. Yes. <sighs> also, Sam directly saying that he is a John Mirror, at least in this instance, um, versus as we learn more about Mary, Dean being, like, really directly parallel to Mary. Mm. So what do we think about John's character development in this episode with, like, what he says here and then later with Dean pivoting and being, like, we're stronger as a family and then John getting his ass kicked and then agreeing and seeing their point of view. Like, I know nothing about what's going to come up in the future and we probably shouldn't talk about that too much, but, like... From what we've seen of John in season one and their relationship as a family, I'm curious I'm curious to talk about the way this episode ends with like the two of them teaming up. And I guess we'll this'll there'll be more stuff about this obviously in the next two episodes, which this may be a weird conversation that we wanna at least table until we've seen the whole thing, but I'd like to talk about it a little bit at least. Mm-hmm. Um, I like this scene in that he's acknowledging that he wasn't doing the right thing although notably he doesn't actually apologize he doesn't say i'm sorry yep. he doesn't say i shouldn't have done that no he, he says, just explains you know, it never occurred to me what you wanted yeah and you gotta understand something which is he's explaining himself in a way that does accept a little bit of blame but doesn't actually say the words that he's to blame i think it matches the way the winchesters all communicate with each other they never are explicit about exactly what they're feeling like we've talked about multiple times how the brothers never say i love you to each other but they say it in more like subtle ways or in roundabout sorts of ways and this feels like john is trying to apologize but can't bring himself to do it Mm -hmm. because he also yeah. feels like in some ways he still did the right thing as far as preparing them like he does not seem to regret that which like i kind of get like i don't think he did it i don't think he did it well i do understand from his perspective the idea of like oh there are monsters out there they killed a member of this family i do not want that happening to my children i'm going to teach them how to survive but also he he did that badly mm-hmm also, I love how John is so worried about leaving his kids vulnerable, but... But leaves them all the, the time. At this, yeah. Well, yeah, and then at this exact moment, Dean is doing something dangerous and highly illegal yep. by himself, and Sam is worried, and yep. John's like, oh, it's fine, he's fine. John has, like, uh... <laughs> John has tunnel vision, is the thing. Yeah, he, definitely. He is so scared of the demon and what the demon does, or, like, could do, that he doesn't even think of the danger of other creatures. It's almost like everything but the demon is all training in a way. Which, again, we said that Sam is similar to John. So uh, in episode six, we talked about how Sam thinks of them as hunting the demon and only the demon. And Dean mm -hmm. sees kind of a bigger picture of yeah. our hunters. Um, they kill everything that needs to be killed. 
um, and Sam and apparently John have like these blinders on of like we're gonna get this one thing and then nothing else yeah. matters. Mm-hmm. And yeah, it takes getting his ass kicked to actually pay attention to them, which I sort of liked as a way of like, oh, I'm getting, I'm getting old. Like I can't do this as well as I used to, maybe, or like I ne- actually do need to rely on other people. But on the other hand, the way the episode ends is them saying, yes, sir. Oh, yeah. yeah. The last line of the episode. They say it three times in that, like, two-minute scene. Yeah. Literally wrote, killing and biting, hate, in all caps. <laughs> and, like, uh, Dean talks back when, to him. When, he says, Yeah, Gone. exactly. I was about to say, um, uh, they're, like, packing up their stuff, and John comes in and says, so, boys. And Sam says, yes, sir. And John says, you ignored a direct order back there. And Sam again says, yes, sir. And Dean says, yeah, but we saved your ass. And they both kind of look at Dean. And Dean looks extremely nervous. Mm-hmm. And John says, you're right. And yeah. Dean says, I am. And then John like accepts yep. that they have to go after this thing together, and they both say yes, sir. End of episode. I want to die. I want to die. Yeah, it's I like kill him. They convinced him, but only on his terms, which yeah. is good. Uh, is good writing. God. I mean, the super the first season of Supernatural is literally so much. I was going insane the other night over all of this. <laughs> <sighs> okay. Now should we talk about the vampires? Yeah, let's talk about these so vampires. Let's I guess let's talk about our notes on the vampire scenes and kind of go from there. One that of the vampires has like... a cross necklace, which I thought was fun. It's like, really cute. It's very it's funny. It's very cute. Yeah. I can definitely... Me. Like, if I was a vampire, felt right. crosses yeah. didn't affect me, I would definitely wear a cross necklace, except, like, for obvious yeah. reasons. I wouldn't do that. But, like, I yeah, I was going to say... <laughs> I yeah I would also I would I would wear a cross necklace for sure and like a shirt with Jesus on it it would just be too funny to resist I've been I want to say real quick vampires have been on my brain because I've been listening to a very good podcast just King Things uh which is about the works of Stephen King and I just listened to the Salem's Lot episode where they talk a lot about the idea of vampires and like what vampires do And Salem's Lot coming out of the idea of, like, what if Dracula, instead of going to England, went to rural Maine? And this this episode does that in a... I mean, it's it's rural Colorado, but it still does that, like, going to rural America vampires. Except instead of... uh, I forget the name of the vampire in Salem's Lot, but he's basically Dracula. Instead of him being this, like, weird, out-of-place thing... That is like a European count in a small town in Maine. We have these vampires who have like directly integrated uh, into like American culture. They are like bikers, basically. Um, And I think if I remember correctly, we don't get anyone's backstory but Luther. But I think Luther is from America and was turned during the Old West. Because mm-hmm. uh, Kate talks about the gun being from around his time, or from around when he was turned, is that right? Yeah, she says she says it looks like it's from when you were born, and I yeah. think the implication is when when he was quote unquote born again as a vampire. Yeah, which like I don't know, maybe I I, f- I feel like the point is like this is an American vampire. These are American yeah. vampires, very explicitly. Yeah, the the note about the cult, sorry to distract from vampires for a second, but the idea that the cult was made by a man like us only on horseback is like... No, it was made for nice. a man like them only on horseback. 
Oh, okay. So, like, hunters as, like, having history in, like, you know, quote-unquote olden times of America. So, you know, any Europeans listening to us, feel free to laugh at that. But, like, a uh-huh. hundred years Like, 200 years ago. Hunting in the United States is very cool. I just remembered I have a note about this. I want to talk about this real quickly. I love the way John tells the story about this gun. It's very folktale-y. It starts with, like, a mm-hmm. prelude of, like, when Haley's Comet was overhead, back right when those men died during the Alamo. Uh, and it has such a has such flavor to it in a way that is good writing to me. I enjoyed the story about this stupid gun a lot. Yeah. Um, the Americana surrounding the cult... Uh... Like, the connection to the Alamo, the cowboy hunters, yeah. Samuel Colt. Like, it's so American, it is nauseating. Um, <laughs> See, which is just I guess, more like, anime bullshit. As a Canadian, I find it quaint and enjoyable in a way, just because, it's like... It's fun, it's just, like, it, so over the top. It's very over the yes. top, and that's why I like it. This is the, this is my, these are my tastes... Mm-hmm. Um, I also want to call attention to like a man like us, where again we have hunting as like this extremely yeah. masculine uh, profession. Yep. Mm-hmm. And the fact that Dean has like an obsession with cowboys. Yeah. Well, I just want to whole... like shout that out. Like, yeah, I mean we've performance. We've talked in various points about like this show's politics and its libertarianism and the idea of like the lone cowboy, the sheriff walking across the desert, bringing justice from town to town is very like is a very libertarian fantasy. Yes. So, yeah, monster hunter monster hunting is very much the boy. Again, I've also talked about how this is a cop show where the protagonists are not cops. The boys are very like town to town bringing justice to places. I've talked about how they get run out of town as if it's the old West. There's like, I don't know enough about Westerns. Like I'm not like a a Western scholar. I haven't done a lot of like lit crit on Westerns. However, I bet, I bet someone could do a really interesting like essay on the like connections and tropes between supernatural and Westerns. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It's like, you know how like Star Wars is a space Western. So yeah. Uh, Supernatural is like if you put it back into the West. Star Wars. Star okay, Wars we can't talk about this. Star again. Wars. Star Wars is a space but also, western, like, but also Buffy, but take out the women. But also only because Star Wars is also a Kurosawa film, or like someone trying to do a Kurosawa film, and westerns were inspired by Kurosawa films. We cannot talk about this right now. I just There's wanted to so bring many that layers. up. Layers. Not means to set off an info <laughs> No, we're fine. <laughs> It's possible that my new book, TV Goes to Hell, is going to talk about it. <laughs> oh, yeah, I'm very, very excited for you to uh, to talk about that when you read it. Um, I hate how horny these vampires are. Oh, it's yeah. It's so overdone. It's like the writers were like, the, the writers, someone went, someone did like a Victorian literature class and did Dracula and was like, ah, the vampire represents repressed sexuality. What is subtext? I will just make that text. It's so they are very it, they kiss each other a lot. Yeah, they are extremely heterosexual, and then there's like a very uncomfortable well, scene. Are we about to discuss that? I mean, yeah, we might as well. I don't like this scene. <laughs> no, no, it's bad. No. Okay, so Kate and Luther are like making out, and it's Jenny, right? The the girl that yeah. they have tied up. 
Um, the yeah. girl from the couple who was kidnapped is watching them because there's nowhere else to look. And Luther makes an uncomfortable comment about watching, and he says, me too. And then she, uh-huh. uh, Kate goes over and, like, slits her own wrist so that there's vampire blood, which is how transfusion happens to create a new vampire. And she, like, sucks the blood out of her own wrist and then kisses Jenny forcibly. So we have the first gay kiss on screen in this show. It's, oh, God. Uh, literally a blood infection and assault. And for the sake of a man who's watching, it is so, so bad. I hate this scene. Yep. It's... You saying that just dealt so much psychic damage to me. It's Oh, my God. It's not good. No. It's bad. bad. Everything about it is bad. I don't even know if I have anything to I'm say about it. I don't know, like, what, it, what like, do we even, like, it's so bad. In case anybody has not picked up on what I'm talking about, this is, like, really, really blatantly, like, parallel to AIDS as, like, uh-huh. infection through blood uh, mm-hmm. and gay people. And so we have this, you know, two women kissing for the sake of a man's pleasure in viewing this, and this AIDS parallel, and... Uh, Jenny is not consenting to this because she has a boyfriend. She's a good girl. So, like, on every possible level, this is a terrible first gay kiss to put on your show. Also, the only... We only see her, like, once more later, and she is, like, full monstrous. Like, there is nothing left of who she was. Yeah, she has become monster. I mean a vampire. Yeah. <laughs> like, there's not, there's not even any, like... A lot of the times, stories about vampires and someone getting recently turned, they, like are able to hold themselves back to some degree. Like, there's still some of the humanity left in them after a first initial turning. Um, but Well, she has some time does... where we don't see her. It's true. But she's still, like, there's none of that in her, and it hasn't been that long. And the, when we see her at the end of the episode, she has changed her outfit. Yeah, she is no longer dressed like Oh, yeah, we do Christian see her again, yeah. She's full-on she's... integrated. She's had a complete change of personality. Being a vampire yeah. makes you a biker, I guess. <laughs> yeah, she's barely recognizable. Um, but yeah, she has she's changed to look more to dress like the rest of the nest. Um, it's really something. Yeah. Also, Taika Waititi would like to have words with the supernatural writers. I think. Yeah. Also, I I I wrote down these vampires in a in a way that's similar to um, not identical to, but similar to in terms of like uh sort of, like, middle-class, like, poverty voyeurism in a way with, um, uh, what was the episode? The the one with, the, the one where the people were the real monsters. Like, I'm trying to get my the thing The up. Benders. The Benders, thank you. I can you. now name every single episode <laughs> by number and name, because I have the worst brain worms you've ever seen. Thank you. It's helpful. Also, we do anyway, a podcast. I can literally list them off. It's similar to that um with these guys but in a different way of like these are like rural like quote-unquote white trash bikers except for the fact that we should talk about one of them is black and he never gets any lines and he gets beheaded he's the one who gets beheaded just wanted to bring that up yeah i don't think i Um, like these vampires very much no me neither um Actually, I will say one thing about them, which is, like, an interesting connection to, like, the idea of monstrousness that we've talked about before, is these guys care about each other, like, a lot. 
mm-hmm. in a way that vampires mate for they life. Mate for yeah, life. they mate for life. They they mate for life, which like is a deeply dehumanizing thing to say. Which like, of course, yes. I mean, the show is dehumanizing them; they're monsters. But still, like most of the not even most, all of the monsters we've seen, unless I'm forgetting something, have been individuals, have been individualistic in solitary, solitary like yeah. hunters. These are, I guess in a way, like this is this is mixing metaphors because that's werewolves, but they are werewolf-like in terms of they have a pack, which is interesting mm-hmm. to me because vampires historically are generally solitary or are higher hierarchical. And these guys are hierarchical mm-hmm. too, I guess, because they have a leader. But it's more of a, it's more of a gang they have a nest. in a way. Like they, they like, it's not hierarchical in a um, nobility way. In the way Dracula is, the way Dracula has like thralls who listen to them. This is more like a like a gang hierarchy where they have a leader, mm-hmm. but like they talk to each other and like get mad at each other and like make decisions as a group. Um, and that's all really interesting to me. That is a part of these vampires that I did like a lot. And that is something that, uh, is codified into the vampire lore. They, 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 they have, like, nests of, like, quote-unquote families. And sometimes they, um, are a little bit more hierarchical in the Jack, uh, in the Dracula way. Sometimes they're more familiar with each other, um just thinking about other vampire nests that we meet throughout the show. Um, so it's not just a one episode thing. Um, you use the word family and that brings me to like, back to the idea of like people versus things. And so that's like, the, I think the most fascinating line in this episode is um, you people, why can't you just leave us alone? We have as much right to live as you. And John says, I don't think so. Which is like such a stupid fucking thing to say. Shut up. But, it's such a dad like, thing to say. Like that idea that the vampires know that hunters see them as monsters. And yep. even though they continue to do monstrous things, quote unquote monstrous things, by which I mean killing human beings, um, you know, unsupernatural human beings, they still believe that they have the right to live. And yep. hunters disagree with that. This is in a way the thesis statement of the show or like yeah. the maybe the accidental thesis statement of the show or like the show in miniature of like here is this creature who has like an interesting thing to say about its own right to exist and the show like brings up a question and then immediately erases <laughs> any chance to discuss the question because the show's v- primary verb is kill like there's no discussion or conversation it's shoot the vampire the va- no i decide with my gun that the vampire has no right to exist and because i am a cool man with this cool gun that i am right like the that moment is supposed to be cool like it's and it is cool i am not immune to astonishment it's cool to do a one-liner and shoot a vampire in the head with a magic gun however <laughs> my smart brain is like no this is bad though <laughs> Yeah, exactly. Um, which also connects back to when Luther was telling Kate that she shouldn't have killed Elkins because, what's the line? He says something like, revenge isn't worth it if you end up dead. Which mm-hmm. is something that John Winchester could learn from, but I guess it's that, you know, the vampires can yep. be smarter than him. Luther's really interesting. I'm. Yeah, he's a good character in some ways. And in some ways, he's yeah. very uncomfortable well, to yeah. watch. Uh-huh. Well, is that... Do we have anything else about this episode? Um, 
Oh, uh, at some point, Kate kisses Dean. Oh, yeah, that does happen. I forgot about that. Yeah. That's when they're he messing with him. He has a line about how he draws the line of necrophilia. Yep. Which, and then she gets mad at him, really and then the you, shooting began. But she assaults him, I guess. I don't. I saw this a couple weeks ago, so I don't have the exact scene in my memory, but she does kiss him. It's in my notes and the transcript. Yep. Yeah. Um, I love how John holds a Bowie knife to her throat as if, that as if it would be. Yeah. Well, we yeah, talked about like how decapitation is easy. You can like saw really hard, I guess, yeah. while she's trying it, to kill you. It back. would take a long. It's a terrible, time. stupid plan. You can't hold a vampire hostage. It's a vampire. Literally. They have super. Also, strength. I love when he was oh, like. She's been poisoned. I love. Well, uh, I love when he was poisoned. like, "Yeah, You're you right. only have about a half an hour until the dead man's bone wears off." Like, dude, just dose her again. Yeah. Well, and also, <laughs> also the thing is, okay, okay, okay. She's been poisoned. There's four other vampires. They're going to stop yes. him before he cuts her head off. Because it would take like 10 yeah. minutes. <laughs> Especially at that angle. They're like, there's no yeah. leverage there. Sorry yeah. to get like into more gruesome details about decapitation, but like, it's true. Yeah. You can't decapitate um, someone from behind like that. There's yes. no force behind what you're doing. Then they, the thing is. I, I just, like, they could have framed this in a different way. Like, it I guess, hmm, I guess this is the thing, is they needed to run him down on the road. What could have been cool is, like, they come to John. What could have been cool in, like, a bad way, but also a kind of cool way. So they could have come up to him, and he, like, had her, like, on a chopping block or something. That would, there would have been some threat there. Mm-hmm. But there's no threat in this scene. Like, you immediately know, like, John, this plan is terrible, and you're going to be defeated by these vampires. Like, the fact that John doesn't die in this episode, which, again, very disappointing, is a miracle. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> um, yes. Uh, I love the fucking crossbows with sniper scopes. It's great. It's very tactical. Very good. Yeah. Also, I love John's souped-up, like, hunter trunk, where it just kind of, like, comes out and yeah. it's all automated and everything. Yeah. Meanwhile, Dean and Sam have this fucking... This is their False trunk bottom, and it's all yeah. like, yeah, it's all like cluttered together. Yeah, it's, even, like, it's really like, so with, with his shirt. John pulls out like this fucking massive machete. It's very uh huh. Yeah. Yes, it um, is. I I don't know if you were supposed to call an actual gun a Chekhov's gun, but the the cult being I used mean, at that's the end of this the, episode was really. I don't know chaos. if you know what Chekhov's gun was, but it was an actual gun. Well, yeah, no, I know it was an actual. <laughs> I know, gun, I'm just but, teasing like, you. <laughs> <laughs> is it is it obvious when the Chekhov's gun is an actual gun? I don't even hmm. In this case, I actually don't think it's a Chekhov's gun because it's like it gets used immediately. Like it's it's more of a MacGuffin than a Chekhov's gun. If we're gonna if we're Fair gonna enough. dig into TV tropes territory. Fair enough. I also love how dramatic Luther's death is. It's It's so, so good. Much. The bit where <coughs> the bit where like <laughs> I need to calm down. The bit where his, like, face flashes, and we see, like... Yeah. I don't even know what that was supposed to be. Like, because it wasn't his bones. Yeah. It, he had, like, a weird demon face for a second. I feel like I'm just going to, like, lay my cards down on the table for what I think the future's going to be. I think this gun might be evil, you guys. I think this <laughs> is an evil gun. Interesting theory. Stop coughing. What do we Sorry. <laughs> That just took me totally by surprise. <laughs> I I might be wrong, but the way the gun, the effect that the gun had on this vampire seemed evil to me. 
the Corey energy right there is just immaculate. <laughs> you can't say that. You can't make a reference to the tabletop game we're in. No, no I gotta. Get it's that. true. Well, that's fine. It's for us. <laughs> that's for me and you, baby. Uh. <laughs> okay. So the cold. I I. I will be uh, interested to take note on how other how the other death by cult scenes happen. I'm excited. The show. I wanna I wanna see if they get less dramatic as things tend to be, or if they just keep that like thirty seconds of drama special effects. Uh-huh. I'm so excited to learn more about the lore of this gun and to see whether I'm wrong or not. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm like sitting on my hands. Uh huh. Yeah, I know. It's great. <laughs> Mm-hmm. I love not knowing anything. Why is just why is just torturing us with his yep. ignorance? I'm just and feeding we're off here of like, your frustration. We're just fucking chewing on the walls, like. Uh. Um, I think I don't know if this is for sure, but uh, the like yeah, that song. I think this is the first time they use it, like oh, to lead know. out an episode. It was the first time I noticed it, at least. Um, that's episode original but, music, right? Like that's part of the soundtrack. I th- I think I so. Think it is. It's it's good. I like it. It's very. I did not know Supernatural had theme music because oh, that's that one the theme music. It says that the theme music is that real weird static noise over the title sequence. I thought <laughs> I thought the theme music was "Carry On My Wayward Son." That's unofficial. No, that's only for the finales. finales. I'm I'm mo- I'm, I'm just joking. I can't wait for you to see that for the first time. Oh, yeah. I'm looking forward oh to God. it. Imagine if they lost the rights to carry on my wayward son. <laughs> Kansas trigger. Oh, wait. Hold on. Now Now I'm, like, paranoid. Am I going to, like, <laughs> Oh, that would be so funny. Netflix I don't think so. To watch episode 22 considering, and it's Considering it's in the finale, I do not think so. I do not think they would allow themselves to lose the rights to carry on my wayward son. <laughs> yeah, they would son. just keep paying. That's, Actually, I did see the finale, the so I do know that they are allowed to use it at least twice in the finale. Yeah. So there's no way. There's absolutely no way. Mm-hmm. Um, speaking of music, music the corner. Music, yeah, music corner. Um, the only two songs that were replaced in this episode, "The House Is Rockin'" by Stevie Ray Vaughan and Double Trouble, is replaced by "Everybody There Was Drinking Martinis But Me" hmm. by Hillbilly Hellcats, which. Fucking props to these guys for having not only incredible band names, but also incredible song names. Everybody yeah. was there was drinking martinis, but me fucking rocks. <laughs> Billy Hellcats, yeah, um, great name. And that's when the in the cold open when Elkins is sitting in the bar. In the yeah, bar. Yeah. Um, Strange Face of Love by Tito and Tarantula is replaced by Walk on Tall by Boo Boo Davis. And I think that's playing when they are driving at some point. Um, you can find the confirmation of that on the supernatural wiki the spn the super wiki that one not the supernatural wiki because that one's better uh that's the one i'm looking at right now i think and it mentions that dean references twilight zone i mean he he shouts it out by name he does do that yeah says more that's incredible than twilight zone Uh uh-huh um I don't have any actor facts or folklore corner. You guys know what vampires are. You know, I don't need to tell you anything about vampires. Mm-hmm. There's nothing too interesting about um, the cast in this episode. And the, one more thing that I found whilst perusing the super wiki, which y'all already know, <coughs> um, the transcript for what the letter that John read from Elkins uh, is actually available. 
like they actually wrote it out and then released it. Um, so, and I will read it here for you all. Please. It says, John, if you are reading this, I'm already dead. I don't know who's more stubborn between us, but well, you know. It's a damn shame to have to say goodbye this way, but if you knew the truth of it, you'd probably have killed me yourself. You see, old friend, I've got the cult. At least I had it. Can't write say who or what might have it now. Check my safe. The combination's one you can remember. 3, 8, 2, 11. If it ain't there, just follow the trail of my blood. I really do pray you get the gun and put a silver bullet right between that bastard's yellow eyes. And the number to the oh. safe is a take on Mary's date of death. It's backwards, 11, 2, 83. Ah, uh, okay. Interesting. Yeah. This also so is very interesting. Interesting question. I don't know. Probably not. That's a weird yeah, number. Why is that the same? At this point in time, I think we're, we're going to have to say no. For John. Oh, yeah. Specifically. Okay. <laughs> probably, right, 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 right. Fair enough. Also, uh, this That's is... That's a cute character deal. <laughs> detail. Yeah. This is minor, minor, minor spoilers, but we will find it out literally when we watch the next episode. But this is the first time that the, uh, the fact that the demon who killed Mary has yellow eyes is... Uh, confirmed, even though this isn't in the show, but this is like, this happens before the actual canon reveal of that, which hmm, is very interesting. That is interesting. And good. I guess they've seen it before. Oh, yeah, huh. At least Elkins has. Yeah. Yeah. I didn't think about that. I don't remember the exact, like, way they all find out. Maybe about we'll learn in the, the prequel. Eyes, but. <laughs> <sighs> anyway, yeah. So very soon we will meet the yellow eyed demon. Very exciting. Yeah. We love some plots. Man, the next two episodes are so much. So you guys yep. who are listening get to just, you know, wait another couple minutes and you'll hear it. And Yeah, there's going to be a smooth wait. cut here I to us talking about, that. to one of us summarizing the next episode. Um, but for now, well, yeah, we're going to, I guess, cut to that. Thanks for the sound effects, Ash. We don't have to do an outro because yeah. we'll do that next yeah. week. Cool. We're yeah, done. we're gonna we're done. quote unquote take a brief break. Yeah, oh right, yeah, that's how we do it. That's what we do. That's season... what I say. We're gonna talk about season one, episode twenty-one, salvation, and then we go. Stay tuned for that, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, so we just came back from our break. We are doing 121 and 122 now. So 121, we are in Blue Earth, Minnesota. We see Meg talking to a priest in a church, and um, it's revealed that this is the Pastor Jim we keep talking about, the hunter. They have a fight, and then when he refuses to betray John, she kills him. Back to men in Colorado, John and the boys are talking about the signs of future demon attack, the same demon that killed Mary and Jess, so they keep doing their research, and then Sam has a vision of the, the next victim of the demon, Monica, and her baby, Rosie. Uh, John is angry that the boys haven't told him about Sam's visions, and Dean stands up to him like, what would you have done? You're not easy to reach. Um, Meg calls, mm. asking for the cult. That's good. And then when John doesn't cooperate, she kills his friend Caleb, we've also heard of. And John makes a plan to, to swap out the real cult for a fake, because how would she know any better? He, before he meets up with her, he goes to Blessed Reservoir, which is actually a good move for once. Tom, the spare demon, shoots Meg with the gun once they have it, and she's fine, so they know it was a fake. John has to use the holy water that he prepared in advance to escape, but now he's stuck in a dead end. 
And meanwhile, back with uh, Dean and Sam, Sam tries to shoot the yellow-eyed demon over Rosie's crib, but he, like, disappears. And so Sam grabs Monica and Dean grabs Rosie, and they get out of the house before it burns down. And they see the yellow-eyed demon standing in the flames, and Dean has to stop Sam from going back in into the fire. And so they have a yeah, conversation Yeah, Sam's just raring that. to go. Sam is, is, like, ready to jump into that fire to get the demon. And Dean's like, if you're going to kill yourself for it, I hope we never find it. And so they talk about that. And then Meg calls saying that they're never going to see John again. Dun-dun-dun. Dun-dun-dun. So obviously this is a two-parter. So we will get back to it when we talk. We will get back to the plot when we get to Devil's Trap. But we are going to discuss Salvation now, right? Yes. Yeah. Um. First thing, rip to Pastor Jim. Mm-hmm. Pastor Jim seemed cool. I love a priest with, like, a secret vault, like, with weapons all over the wall he has this like cool chamber uh Mm -hmm. but it's apparently even though he has this cool chamber it's apparently not like consecrated against demons coming into it in any way you think like right you think he would have like salt in the foundation or something but i guess hunters are just naturally stupid or a devil's trap literally yeah i was about to say like like bobby can't be the only like granted this guy is a friend of john winchester episode that's probably true, but Bobby can't have the monopoly on knowledge of devil traps. Like, yeah, I mean, he's if a anyone priest. should know about a devil's trap, it's a priest. Yeah. So, but yeah, Pastor Jim gets owned. His throat gets slit open. It's rough. Yeah, rip Pastor, Pastor Jim. Jim in his epic room full of. It's people. very funny at the s- <laughs> the start of it is so funny too, where he's like, "Ah, I will listen to your sins, young lady," and then like she slowly begins to escalate. He's just like, "Holy shit, it's a demon." <laughs> I know what you are. Well, she does flash the black eyes. No, yeah, absolutely. But it's like, it takes him a while to figure it out. And then he's just like, oh, oh, God. Uh, whoops. He just thinks she's some fucked up, fucked up lady. Yeah, she's like, I've lied a lot. I've stolen. I've lusted. And the other day I met this man, a nice guy, you know, we had a really good chat, sort of like this. And then I slit his throat and ripped his heart out through his chest. (laughs) And she does the eye black thing. And then, like, that's when he's like, oh, God. It's very, it's very, it's a lot. Does that make me Mm -hmm. a bad person? The the demon is so good. It's so good. (laughs) Yeah. I love it. He's like, I know what you are, fiend. You shouldn't be in here. Demons flashing the black eyes for dramatic effect is such a motif in Supernatural. It's great. It's It's very extra of them. I love it. It's so much. I love it. It's yeah. so true. It's true. Meg has enormous knife cat energy. Yeah. She does. In both of these episodes. It's great. Meg is great in these episodes. Um, also, it, this is very f- funny to me in retrospect, um, because ghosts are repelled by hollow ground, and he does, a, Pastor Jim does say, you can't come in here, this is hollow, hollow ground, and Meg kind of like makes the comment that she's too big of a big time demon yeah. for that to bother yeah, her she says maybe that works in the minor leagues but not with me so i guess that would be like spirits yeah. versus demons but you'd think he would know better i guess like so I, I i thought that she was talking about like lesser demons yeah which, I, like, I think that's what she probably. is talking about considering what happens later and another like oh you thought this would work on me haha moment i guess they're like multiple tiers of demons okay and like Church, not being able to enter a church is like a really lesser demon thing. And then we have Meg, who's like higher up. Honestly, she, she saw, dust. based on what we learn, what were you going to say, Ash? <sighs> Sorry, I'm going to talk about the universe at large here. But okay. there are tiers of, of demons. There is a hierarchy. 
Yeah. I'm not going to go too far into it because it contains a lot of spoilers. Um, yeah. However, <laughs> this idea of holy water not working on a high tier demon like the yellow eyed demon. Um... <laughs> uh huh. <laughs> It's so funny uh, because <laughs> I am decently sure they use holy water on at least three other high tier demons. Great. Uh, two of whom are on the same level as the LOI demon, and one of whom is technically above. Great. Yeah. Perfect. Yeah. It's really funny. Anyway. Maybe the LOI demon is just such a badass that he just doesn't yeah, show he's, it. Like, he's, he's burning, like, he but, like, it. it's fine. I mean, they usually smoke when they start burning. He's like, no. Nah. It's fine. It doesn't they even do usually smoke. The smoke. They do sheer, usually smoke. You're right. Sheer willpower. Yeah, uh-huh. Sheer force of will. <laughs> to, for the dramatic, for the, he's got to be dramatic so that the... Okay, this is technically next episode. Can we get back to this episode? Yes. Yeah, it's Sorry. true. Yeah. It's true. I just, Supernatural it's is just, just so bad. It's, yeah. Um... So, yeah, I guess, like, a funny thing also about this scene is we have, like, back-to-back, like, cool John friends getting murked, mm-hmm. which is very... Men can get know, fridged, too. And then we have another one. <laughs> yeah, it's true. It's true. <laughs> um, but yeah, rip to Pastor Jim. I thought he would be a character, but no, he exists to be he murdered in this scene for drama. He gets mentioned at least once the show, but no, he's not a person. Yeah. Yeah. Um... And yeah, and then we cut to the thing that I was like, oh, this is fun. We get all these like close up shots of their like research into this demon, uh, which includes a picture of what I believe is a man covered in bees yeah, or like, like bugs <laughs> of some kind. Against humanity voice bees. Well, I mean, it was probably some kind of <laughs> bees. Um, I think it was probably like, you know, swarms of locusts are considered an ill omen mm. or whatever. It's probably something like that. Yeah, that makes sense. Or like how in Bugs we learned that insects can be controlled by negative energy or whatever, curses and yeah. things like that. So it's not beyond the realm of a belief uh, to think that a demon or a demon's presence could aggravate insects to the point of attacking and swarming people. But it yeah. is a very funny like thing that we don't even get to linger on. It is. It's great. There's a lot of fun stuff in here. There's a cool like we, we talked the other day about like an old timey um the old timey pictures that like uh often show up on the computer or like the what we do in the shadows mm-hmm. thing and there's one of those in this shot that's very good. The scene Pastor Jim's little hunter room is full of like iconography to serve a shorthand for being a hunter and not just some crazy priest with guns down there, mm. right? So there's, like, symbols and things and, like, a research wall and Hebrew on the wall in the basement of a church. I didn't even and so, see that. I know, but I'm on alert for Hebrew in the show. So the doorway <laughs> nope. has nope, over understandable. it uh, Hebrew letters that don't quite say anything. Like, one of the words okay. is upside down. So it's, like, it's, it's like backwards, <laughs> Great. but not... Like, like, it's flipped, basically. It's, like, twisted. Maybe that's why it didn't work. Um, <laughs> I guess, yeah. Maybe <laughs> he, I... like, copied it wrong. Like, they had a stencil, but they put it on wrong, probably. Like, that that's what I assume happened here. <laughs> anyway, it says Echem, and then Shin, and then Artem, which I can't find the translation for. But if it was, like, a font problem, then it might say Arachem, which the, the grammar for Echem is confusing, because it... Ech, means how but you can't pluralize a question like Echem would be i don't know but it might be how will i have mercy which is an excellent cool thing to put on your hunter wall um 
That is that is pretty like, cool. Our fame is I will have mercy. So if Echem means Ech, then that would be how will I have mercy. If you have a better suggestion for this phrase and you are listening, please hit us up. And then the shin in the middle is like a single letter. And it's the same letter that goes on the mezuzah of doorways. So it's like a, a symbol of protection in that sense. But in the context of being in a church, it's very strange because the shin stands for Shema as in Shema Yisrael. Which is a verse that means, Hear, O Israel. It doesn't work as well in English, but God is our God. God is one. So that is a very strange thing for someone who is not of Israel to, as in, like, Jewishness, to put in his thing. But whatever, we're going to appropriate stuff. It's fine. At least this Hebrew potentially half says something. There's more Hebrew coming up next episode or two. doesn't this guy's also very explicitly catholic he has the collar oh and before we move on from this pastor jim scene he says salvation was created for sinners which i wrote down just because it slaps and and title drop um and when meg catches his knife which is very cool of her she says you throw like a girl so we have you know female character being misogynistic as Uh. a way of demonstrating that she's not like other girls she's cool she's a badass she's a tomboy yep (laughs) Ah, the the mid-aughts. The Joss-Whedonization of Meg. (sighs) Why would you do the psychic damage to me? I hate you. (laughs) I'm pretty sure this is our first indication that Meg isn't, quote-unquote, in the minor leagues. She's not just some random demon henchman. Um, Mm. And then we later find out, like, the full extent of her connection to the yellow-eyed demon. Whose name I am very pointedly Mm. not saying, because we don't Uh, know it yet. It wasn't... She's been explicitly talking to her dad, though. We learned that yeah. in the first episode with her, yes. don't we? Oh, really? She Did she call so, her father? Yeah. Oh, yeah. I'm pretty, we, we yeah. We discussed how they're both So we do know that at the very least, yeah, and we didn't know who she was talking to, but, like, you know, it's people who know stories could probably guess. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, it's been heavily hinting that she's the daughter of the yellow-eyed demon. Okay, never mind um, then. But, I mean, yeah, we we do, It it is made explicit here. Mm-hmm. And also the implication being that the yellow-eyed demon is not just some random demon either. That he's probably yeah. also working for someone in the, quote, major yeah. leagues. I know his name because, like, I look up the actor facts and whenever he's, like, in an episode, it just literally says the actor who plays him in his name. Yeah. Uh, but it's it's it doesn't matter. It doesn't take very long for them to find out his name. I think it's yeah. within, like, literally the first two episodes of season two. Yeah. But. Calling him Yellow Eyes is incredibly cool. So. It's cool. By the way, I, again, this is talking about the next episode, but the Yellow Eyes look very good. Yeah. yeah. I don't know if it's like contact lenses or if it is CGI or what, but it looks really good. It might be both, which is probably why it looks so mm, good. Yeah. Like, they glow a little bit. Uh, it's, yeah. It's really good. I think, let's see, I'm trying to remember all of the demon eyes in Supernatural, and I think these are the second coolest, in my opinion. All right. Um, so yeah, uh, back to the, uh, demon research wall. Uh, so the yellow-eyed demon, like, alters local temperature wherever he appears, which cause, like, butterfly effect appears to cause, like, big storms to the point of hurricanes, uh, which is just, like, it's not a thing that they say, but I believe to be true based on what it says on the wall and, like, the pictures and stuff, which is very cool to me. I love that idea of, like, this interloper who should not be on Earth, like, through his mere presence, like, causes, like, storms and, like, fucks up the weather. Oh, yeah. It's, it's very really cool. cool. 
uh, in this scene, uh, Sam apparently doesn't know that he was six months old the night Mary died. Like, what does he know? Every time we find information out, Sam goes, what? I didn't know that. They they probably refuse to talk about it for the most part. It's probably exactly. kind of like, a it's, Yeah, not, like, it makes sense to not, not talk about it. Like, every single time we get information yeah. about that night, Sam is in the dark and Dean and John have been carrying this the whole time. Yeah. Yeah. Speak, speaking of which, yeah, this is where John tells them everything and this is where Sam is very sad to learn that it's quote-unquote his fault, which, like, it isn't, because it's not his fault he exists, mm-hmm. but uh, it the, the, the yellow-eyed demon was coming after him, and he is explicitly the reason why this happened to his mom and Jess, which, considering how uh, driven he's been to deal with that, is a an extra blow to him that makes his choice later uh, yeah, make like sense. Like, he's already been mm-hmm. blaming himself, Poor and Sammy. now it's like quote-unquote actually yeah, now he's got fault. confirmation mm-hmm. um oh i don't want to do my music can i do my music corner <laughs> sure for this episode because it literally it drove me insane okay because <laughs> my first note oh, is right. this song fucks right 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 this song is not carry on my wayward son uh-huh. if you've been following the show you know that i have been <laughs> gaslit by netflix <laughs> over and over and over and over again uh, because the Netflix music is different than it is in the original we DVDs. See. Well, so, okay. in On the finales, this is kind of a well-known thing. The finales during the Road So Far segment, they play Carry On My Wayward Son by Kansas. And, like, that's, like, the thing. Every single... Yeah. Every single season. Um, Great fucking song. Good. It's like, a good song. I, I all I basically always skip like the intro montage, but I watched the whole thing this time because it was well edited and the and song. You actually rocks. got the correct I'm song. probably gonna get sick of it eventually, but yeah. Uh, yeah, I did because again, DVD supremacy. They always. I love how they always when they say something about like, though my mind can think, I'm still such a madman or something to do with heads. They always cut to somebody cutting up a vampire's <laughs> head. It's really funny. That's great. Um. Anyway, so the song um, that plays during the road so far in this episode is not Carry On My Wayward Son. It's Calling by Sober Skin, which is also a great song. Like, it hmm. works really well. But it's the wrong song. Um, but I had, I had a whole thing because I was like, at first I was like, huh, why isn't it Carry On My Wayward Son? Because it, usually when it's like, the, it, I was like, okay, well, this is, is a two-part finale, so maybe they'll play it at the beginning of the next episode. They did not. So I was like, well, maybe they'll play Carry On My Wayward Son in the next episode. So I, like, go to check, and they don't. And I was like, or I started the, the next episode, and I was like, wait, hold yeah, on. Yeah, it's, um, it's, uh, in the DVDs anyway, it's fucking, uh... Fight the Good Fight by Triumph. Fight the Good Fight, yeah, and yeah, And it's yeah. replaced by Won't Fall Down by, uh, Steve Fister, which is a great name. Um, <laughs> I wish my last name was Fister. Anyway, <laughs> so I was like, did they fucking lose the rights to carry on my wayward son? I thought I had been Mandela affected because I was like, I watched that finale. I rewatched this show in January. I finished rewatching this show in January. I watched the finale yeah. in January. And I remember they play that song three times. I did not remember yeah. not seeing carry on my wayward son in literally every season. Turns out. This music rights problem that they have is only in season one. I scrolled through a couple of episodes of season two. All the music is the same. There might be a couple of times, but like from what I can tell, it's just is it a season like a fifteen-year expiration date. 
like are, is it going to progress as we go mm. like more of the music is going to change behind We're us gonna, we have to outrun we have to outrun the music change oh god please, which i mean Jesus. we will it's not going to take us fucking 15 years Jesus to finish Christ. this but that's that might be it okay i have a goal i have a goal for oh, all of us Christ. which is we need to get big enough that we can get on as a guest. <laughs> the person who was in charge of choosing the new I music you know, for we season were going to be guests one. on something. And I was like, on what? Bridgewater? Don't put me on Supernatural. <laughs> I need to know. I need to talk to this person. I'm so curious. Maybe there's an interview somewhere. If someone, if anyone knows anything about this, we should like look into this. I am yeah. so curious. Please let us know. I am. <sighs> it's insanity. <laughs> anyway, I yeah, so I had like a 20 minute meltdown about that yesterday because I was, was just going funny. absolutely insane because I thought I thought deadass I thought that they were just going to replace Carrie on my wayward son in every season. I was like, but I don't remember. I've always watched Supernatural on Netflix except for like four song. episodes of season 10, which I watched yeah. on Hulu. Like, I yeah, was yeah my memory is bad, but it's not that bad. Yeah, it was funny. It was very good. Anyway, so that's that's uh. The second to last music corner, uh, as far as I'm aware. So this makes the this makes the appearance. Oh yeah, the short lived segment of the music. <laughs> yeah, corner. rip. I mean, we can still talk about the music being good in the episode. Oh yeah, but, always. Uh, this makes the foreshadowing of uh, Kansas appearing in uh, Hell House really funny. Yeah, <laughs> too, yeah, in yeah. Hindsight. <laughs> yeah, that is actually really funny. Uh, did anybody? catch which bible verse is on the road sign for salvation uh are you ready um, for judgment day jw227 let me google you. that uh jw i don't know I what like bible it. book that's supposed to be i was just like john winchester <laughs> <laughs> oh it's okay actually it's not a biblical reference hold on let me let me find oh. it is john winchester the, they la, put la, him la. on the road sign okay while you're doing that I also wanted to oh, point out that the it. lotto jackpot is on the sign, which is really funny to me. Yeah, it's the leaving salvation sign quote, are you ready for judgment day, references references JW227, because that is not a biblical reference. It is likely a message meant for John Winchester. Oh. What? What? Holy shit. Holy shit. Holy shit. Oh my god. That's great. I can't believe no one noticed that. Well, why 227 like, then? It's like, it's not a timestamp. I don't know. It's not an episode, Sam. Hmm. Hmm. Maybe it's a date. Um, it's not Mary's because that was like three something. Yeah. Hold no. on. What's John Winchester's birthday? Oh my God. Do you think they know John? Do you think that man? What a what a real way to fuck with somebody. So the the two twenty seven mystery after some googling continues to be a mystery. If any of you know anything about this, please let us know. Uh, but we have no idea. Yes. Uh, Sam's little fucking backpack is adorable, and it's very mid-aughts. It's, it's like it gray it's camo. It's a very funny shape. It's just kind of like a blob. It's fucking adorable, Sammy's and I love it. Sammy's right. Sammy in this episode. This is also the episode with, like, very Sam Sammy. screwing up his face and touching his forehead as he gets a vision, because it gives him a migraine. And it, uh. I'm pretty sure this scene is the one that has, like, the shot that is the screen cap in the iconic Voldemort is near Sammy post classic oh random the what well, i'm not gonna find it it'll the be on pinterest fucking... but like you know how in you know post goblet of fire era every time voldemort was nearby harry would like have horrible pain in his scar so he's right. sam is making a uh -huh. face like yeah. that so it was a post about it 
Of course there was. Of course there was. That's well, Welcome to Tumblr, everybody. I must have been in the, like, good It's not even hard to find. It was like, first of all, when I put in the keywords, here we go. I found the picture. Okay. Well, we'll, that'll be in the show notes. Um, but, uh, so when they get to Salvation, uh, they pull out a map and I don't, Salvation's not a real town. Uh, I have no idea where this map, like, came from. Um, but there's a, there's a lake on it called Wonderland Lake, which cracked me up. Also, Locust Place, which is a very weird fucking name for, uh. Yeah, for a uh, street, Grace Avenue. It's all very like heavy-handed. Yeah, and and I was fully ready to believe it. I was like, yeah, I always just like that. That's just Midwestern America. Yeah. Um, but no, to find out that this city is actually literally made up is uh surprised me more than I think anything. <laughs> uh, all yeah, all the street names ha- have like. I mean, Locust is a weird out-of-place one, because all the other ones are, like, uh, spices or, like, uh, types of um, types of plants. Actually, I think it's all types of plants. There's, like, persimmon, sumac, tamarack, violet, orange, etc. I think they made this map, which is interesting to me. Like, I don't think this is a real town. If it is a real town, that'd, that'd be neat, I guess, but... Um... My next note is when Sam goes to meet Monica, so we can talk about the hospital thing, if anyone has any notes for that. Uh, Dean, extremely thirsty yeah. and desperate <laughs> the in this scene says, with the hospital attendant. Dean goes, oh god, yes, only I'm working right now. Dean, keep it in your pants. Dean uh-huh. on the road with his father. He, he has not gotten his dick wet in yeah. Like a week, which is, <laughs> which is practically too long for eternity for Dean. It works on her, too. She's, like, making eyes at him. She kind of rolls her eyes a little bit, but it's clear that she thinks it's cute. Yeah. Also, she... she I've, she's Aphrodite in the Percy Jackson movie, huh. which nice. I discovered. And also Medusa in the very bad Inhumans TV show. Nice. Which is, that's a, you get an early actor fact, but I've been sitting on that. It is fascinating to me. She also plays Zatanna in uh, an episode of Smallville. Love the CW. Yeah, so she's just here. Doesn't get any lines, but later we'll be, be Medusa and Aphrodite. I'm good not for sure her. what this is talking about, but my notes say Sam Detective Good Liar with a little heart emoji. So I guess he's getting better at lying. Oh, that's when he, that's when he's pretending to be the neighbor. Mm-hmm. Um, when he, because they, he has the visions of the house and, um, Monica is the, yeah. um, is the mother. Yeah. And like, he sees Monica like walking her baby and goes over and it's like, Hey, I just moved in. I'm, I'm oh, Sam. Yeah. It's nice to meet you. Uh, you take care of yourself. Okay. And it's very ominous. <laughs> Before that we see John like pull out a like fake medical badge. And I wrote down, I thought John didn't do costumes. <laughs> I mean, I guess it's not a costume. It's a, it's a fake no, ID, but it is still. He relies on a fake still, ID so that he doesn't it, need some of the exterminator suits or whatever. Alex, mm, Alex okay, was watching I guess over that's my true. shoulder and he went, dude, you do not look like a doctor. <laughs> yeah, which no. Which is hilarious. Alex works with doctors, so he apparently knows. He <laughs> should, John should do costumes. Costumes are useful. There are multiple, actually, wait. Are there costumes in this episode, or is it only next episode? I think it's next episode. It's only next episode. Never mind. Never mind. The costumes next episode are great, but we'll get to that when we get to it. Heading 
back to the the Monica scene, I am 95% sure that when we first see her across the street, that that is a baby doll in the tram, not a real baby. Oh, yeah, no, it absolutely is a baby doll. Yeah, it's literally a plastic doll. Yeah. You can see it's, like, a little black, like, button eye. (laughs) It's not a button, like, glass eye. Yeah, it's just kind of staring, unmoving. It's got the, like, pallid skin of a (laughs) plastic doll. Yeah, it's... It's really good. Um, <laughs> On a different note. Also, I love... Oh, sorry. Um, I just love the, like, suburbia of all of this. Yeah. Where, like, like, I live in a small city where most of the neighborhoods are just neighborhoods, and we don't really have suburbs. But, like, the idea of introducing yourself to your neighbors is absolutely laughable to me. Hey, I have never... Have... I've been to Spokane. You guys have suburbs. Well, I guess we do, but, like... <laughs> I the closest thing we have to a suburb is my parents like neighborhood which is just suburban houses and you know dead end courts but like I've lived in the neighborhoods of Spokane forever and I have never like no one's ever come by and like mm, welcomed right. us to the neighborhood or yeah. like I've never been walking down the No it's a very street. it's very small town Yeah it's really which I guess it makes sense salvation is kind of small midwestern town code yeah which like it having suburbs is ridiculous oh yeah that that being the case this is in vancouver i'm pretty sure the the scene on the street oh yeah probably um i just think it's absolutely hilarious that like this random guy runs across the street and like starts talking to this woman and she's like uh oh that's so polite that's so nice and normal like yeah what (laughs) yeah it's very funny Mm-hmm. Uh, this is the first time we see some a woman actually being pulled onto the ceiling as opposed to like somebody coming in their gaze goes up and we see her on the ceiling mm. this time we get to see monica sliding up the wall it's very it's creepy. true the slide up the wall effect is is good when it gets mm-hmm. used later it's also very cool i'm curious how they do that i guess like strings or something i don't know honestly yeah it's it's very like it's very exorcist it is very exorcist um. yeah it's very, like, whenever, like, the demons throw people around a lot, it's usually just kind of, like, a toss. We see that a lot in these two episodes. But watching uh, the yellow-eyed demon, like, slide women up walls is, like, yeah. very creepy to me in a way that the the telepathic toss is not. I like that they don't use their hands in any way. It mm-hmm. makes it distinct from, like, a Sith using the Force or something. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Um, it's just like the mere force of their presence, like mm-hmm. causes it to happen, which is cool. I also like this is in the next episode, but the the telepathic like pain push against the wall thing that they do is very good. Like it's mm. like a force choke, but not. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. That's what I was talking about. Yeah. yeah, it's very cool. While Sam is talking to Monica, there's like a line how Rosie sometimes just like stares at you, and I swear it's like she's reading your mind. Which is very funny because it's later mm-hmm. revealed. I guess this is spoilers. There's no way that Rosie could already have powers. Is my point. Like yes. it's implied that she yeah, has superpowers already. Oh, this is a childlike hmm. Sam, but no. Hmm. Interesting. Yeah. Let's see. Then the uh, the next notes I have are in the the motel room with Dane. Yeah. Let's Dean, talk Sam about that. Okay. I have in all caps. Get his ass, yes. Dean. Yeah. So this is where so Sam tells them about the visions and mm-hmm. John's like, why didn't you tell me about this earlier? Like, why didn't you should have called me about this? And Dean goes, Ugh. call you. Are you kidding me? Get you on the phone. I got a better chance of winning the lottery. And John yes. actually says, Go you're off. right. 
but he but he adds, yeah. oh, I'm not too crazy about this new tone of yours. You're right. I'm sorry. Like he uh-huh. says, I'm sorry, which is like, yeah. shit. And he the, does. Okay. He does say And the sorry. way he goes, you're right. And then Dean does the little like, wait, what? Yeah. <laughs> same as same does. as last time. Yeah. yeah. And then the the way John says, I don't like this new tone of yours. Like, dude, he's 27. He's allowed to have that fucking tone with you. He's an adult. He's not a child anymore. Like, ugh, I hate it. I hate that when parents do that. And they're like, I don't like yeah. this tone of you. He's right, though. He um, should be pissed. He was wanna... dying. Yeah. Anyway. <laughs> it's true. Um, I want to shout out the, like, shot composition in this conversation too um with like dean standing up and john like sitting on the bed kind of hunched over and the camera the camera is behind uh john's head and like we see john we see dean from his perspective and he's like very tall in the frame at the center mm-hmm. and it's very good is that all we have for that scene or can we move to the meg call yeah that's my next yeah. um meg saying that falling out the window really hurt her feelings and saying it was just your feelings <laughs> that was good <laughs> It's she so good. Meg's such... so good. I love her. She's such an evil bitch, and I love her for it. <laughs> I love myself an evil bitch character, which is why I love Crowley And then so Sam's much. like, uh, looking at John, he's like, I don't know where my dad is. And Meg's like, it's time for the grown-ups to talk. <laughs> like, give him the phone. Yeah. <laughs> so it's funny. really funny. Um, I love how... Uh, when when she when she's like hey you and when john doesn't want to play nice with her um negotiating i love how she just no mercy fucking slashes mm-hmm. caleb yeah and, we meet caleb and then caleb immediately dies rip yeah. to caleb he also, like caleb, dies off screen, but i love how weird to me like i yeah. don't know the framing of it like yeah we don't see it happen i guess we're, we're listening to it happen the same way john is listening to it over the phone but it was yeah. weird. Like, it looked like maybe the actor didn't have it was a good very... take, so they just put it from a different angle. I don't know. It was strange. Uh-huh. Yeah. It was very, like, I love how the show was just, like, granted, Caleb was introduced, like, literally five seconds previous, but, like, I just like how she absolutely refused to um, s- step towards John when he was being a bastard, not wanting to play yeah. with her. Um, I just love how... No mercy. She's like, yep, I'll do it without hesitation and I'll do it again. It's yep. really good. Really good villain stuff. And what's great is, like, she's fucking bluffing. They don't have any more of his friends. Like, yeah. I guess they could get them. But that's the really, that's the particularly funny thing about this to me is, like, she kills their one bargaining chip and just relies on the fact that uh, John's going to come she anyway. She assumes that he has they don't other have any people more bargaining to chips. care about. Like, at the very least, she could go after her sons, which is somewhat the implication mm-hmm. although they wouldn't yeah, but be they're right here right. exactly she can't go out to them right now yeah but, um as we find out next episode john does know more people oh yeah no for sure uh but just, like they aren't there no is the is the point she's inconvenient yeah. she's herself bluffing. she'd have to go and get someone yeah yeah um the the line about either she is a demon or she's possessed by one is really interesting to me because i don't think there's a difference <laughs> Like, I think yeah. the only way... Well, that's what John says. He says mm. it doesn't really well, matter. But, like, metaphysically speaking, I think the only way that demons can walk on Earth is by possessing someone. Like, demons well, don't just have their own form. Is that true for the yellow-eyed demon? Cause... Yes. Well, it I is don't true know. for him. For sure. Yes. I'm thinking of a different the... example where I don't know if that's true. What was the smoke like, thing, really then? Spoilers, that's his, his form. 
Right, but... They can yeah. do weird things with their bodies once they have them. So when he poofs into smoke, he's taking his body with it. Okay. Um. Yeah, so in this scene, um... John, like like I've said before, John continues to be a bastard. However, Jeffrey Dean Morgan, Morgan continues to be a good actor. Mm -hmm. Of like, he you, despite the fact that Caleb yeah. is like a nothing character, like you feel it through him. Like mm -hmm. he is very clearly like sad about his friends getting killed. Mm -hmm. Um, so Sam says, "You mean for Dean and me? You want us to stay here and kill this demon by ourselves?" And John says, "No, Sam. I want to stop losing people we love. I want you to go to school. I want Dean to have a home. I want, I want Mary alive. It's just, I just want this to be over." And he sells like how tired he is so much, mm -hmm. and how like how much of a toll this has mm -hmm. taken on him as a person. It's great. I also like that it's Sam who's picking up on the fact that John is just trying yeah. to buy a few hours for Dean and Sam to do their thing. Like he he recognizes because as we've said, Sam is acting as a John Merritt towards the end of the season, and so since it's what Sam would do is give himself up to finish this. As we see at the end of this episode, uh, Sam realizes that John is just pitching himself in and yeah, waiting for them to do the uh, rest of it. Or not waiting for it. In order to a let very, them do the rest very of it. good line um, of like the resignation. Like it's so close. It's like yeah. when you're in your senior year of college and you're like, okay, I have like a quarter left, <laughs> but I just want to die. I can't do this anymore. Uh -huh. <laughs> it's that, but so much worse. John has uh -huh. senioritis. <laughs> <laughs> and so as they're prepping um dean says you know this is a trap etc and uh, dean says don't get yourself killed all right you're no good to us dead and john says same goes for you so like this expressing like concern for one another but specifically yep. phrase of like you're no good to us like reframing it so that you sound selfish yeah. even as you're saying i care about you mm-hmm this scene is great. The like prep scene is shot by uh is shot in my hometown by at the old railway trestle. Uh and the way the trestle just looms over them in this scene mm -hmm. as this like big like wooden like it's a it's a trestle, but it looks kind of like a gate uh yeah. in some of the shots is just it's a very cool place uh for them to have filmed this scene. Also, the cult that John buys looks nothing like the actual cult. <laughs> no, it's they could have at least bothered to carve a pentagram in the right? no. the, the holy part. What is that called? Not a hilt. The whole the, 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 the hand. No. The hand. No. God damn it. The butt. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know what. Dude, what's the butt? I don't. What's remember. the butt the of a gun called? The grip. The grip. Thank you. Um. Yeah, that whole scene is very good. Um. It's like. I am the president of the Fuck John Winchester Club, but it's, like, again, these three actors have very good chemistry together. They are very good at selling mm. the familial bond. Um, so it's a very, like, emotionally effective scene of, mm -hmm. like, a goodbye, but, like, nobody wants to acknowledge it as that. Like, no one yeah. wants to acknowledge the mort mortality. Like, Dean is... Um, I'm getting ahead of myself a little bit, but when Dean... Or when Sam kind of references the idea that they might not make it out of this um dean freaks out he gets really upset which is a very different response than he had facing his own death yeah um mm -hmm. which is totally intentional i think because dean is um th it, this is codified in the next episode but dean is like terrified of being alone and he doesn't want to have to bury his family 
and he doesn't want to like have to go on without them he's like i can i can die just fine you know that's fine i'm willing to sacrifice myself for the greater good but if anyone else does i will be alone and it will be the worst thing ever and i will not survive it um i'm so fucking sad this boy needs therapy um yeah on that note Sam says, we'll see you soon, Dad. John says, I'll see you later. And then he drives away, and then Dean says later, which I noted, because, yeah. like, it's a weird way to have a conversation, saying goodbye to someone who's already left. But it's also, well, I think like, he's saying that, like, for himself. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Wah. Um, Sam, when they're kind of, when they're at the stakeout outside of Monica's house, Sam thanks Dean, and Dean goes, Dean looks really confused. Yeah, he, goes, he does. What? Yeah. Uh, and Sam says, for everything, like, you've always had my back, even when no one else did. Like, it's just a very good, like, emotional, um, vulnerable moment. I wrote man moments in my notes, because uh, this <laughs> yeah. is about as close to talking about their feelings as the Winchester boys ever get. Yeah, And, and then, then Dean gets upset that yeah. Sam Sam's is like, just facing in case. the mortality he's like, oh, no, don't say just in case something happens to you. I don't want to hear that freaking speech, man. Dean recognizes that Sam's doing a death flag and is like, no, I will not let you do this. Yeah, Dean Dean, Dean is coping with the idea of, like, if I don't let anyone say goodbye to me, that means they can't die. Yeah. Because that's not also, how this story uh, is supposed to go. Another good Dean line, that evil son of a bitch ain't getting, in, ain't, ain't getting any older than tonight, you understand me? Oh, it's so he good. He has such a strong, like, character voice. I love it. It makes it so easy yeah, to write it. Yeah, it's very good. Oh, on that note, this episode... Uh-huh was written by Sarah Gamble and Raelle Tucker, and next episode was written by Eric Kripke because it's the finale. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, also, previous to that scene, there's a bit where uh, Sam goes, we can always tell him the truth. Oh, yeah. And then Dean just looks at him, and they both go, nah, together, and it's really cute. <laughs> yeah, it is adorable. Um, also, on the stakeout, Dean says, I'd feel a lot better if we were there um, backing John up, and Sam says, I'd feel a lot better if he were here backing us up. Yeah. yeah dynamics better as a team Universe. shouldn't have split up speaking of splitting up uh this is also where J- we see john blessing an entire like water tower full of holy water which is great it rocks. it's always delightful to me whenever characters in a monster of the week story do stupid shit with holy water it's it was a very good move um and the way meg and the other demon do not suspect it at all yeah it's, i yeah it's it's one of John Winchester's most sensible moves. Yeah, it shows off. It uh, unlike pre unlike the prior episode where he's a huge idiot who doesn't know that vampire who doesn't know how difficult it is to decapitate a person. Um, he's this actually shows like okay, I can see why John has been successful as a solo hunter. This is a good plan and it works. Yeah, kind of. They slash his tires. Yeah, <laughs> which he maybe should have thought about. <laughs> If I were him, I would have left the truck at an alternate location and walked. But then you'd have to run all the way back. You'd have to outrun. Yeah, but like if you hide it somewhere not that far away, where it's not just left out in the open for him to slash your tires. (laughs) He's he's like, I can have one moment of competency, and then everything will go to shit. Yeah. This whole scene happens around like a weird like factory district or like warehouse area or something. So you could have like parked it inside of like an abandoned warehouse or some shit. Yeah, especially since he got there before Meg to bless Uh the 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 water and like he he was using up all of his brain cells with the holy water plan. Mm -hmm. He's like nothing else will go wrong. Yeah. Well, and like 
I just think that it was really obvious that he was up to something because Meg would have gotten there and been like, oh, John's already here. And then, uh-huh. like, she would walk into the warehouse and he's not there. Yeah. So she's like, okay, he's obviously up to something. So you should have just hidden the car, man. Come on. Which, speaking of which, they confront him here. Um, yes. and he's like got the gun, and they like Meg flirts with him. She's like, "What'd she say?" It's like I can she's see where just... the boys got their big, got their good looks. Yeah, yeah. And John thought, is like she thought totally he would be taller, which I like. Like, he's yeah, larger than That's... life. John Legend. Ah, uh, John Legend. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> ha ha ha. Um. Also, that demon guy looks familiar. I tried googling him. I think it's Sebastian oh, Space. It is. Yeah, it is. It I is. I don't know who that is though, but. Um, he looks familiar. <laughs> he's in Battlestar Galactica. I never watched. Actually, I did a little bit when I was very little. Um, he's in a bunch of stuff. He's in the X Files. Uh, he's in a fucking show called G Spot. Interesting. Gross. <laughs> he's in Murdoch Mysteries, Cedar Cove. Yeah, I don't know. He's 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 been in a lot of stuff. He's like a common like bit actor. Mm. I don't want Sebastian Stan. I wrote Sebastian <laughs> Space in the Google bar. I don't. Oh, he also plays. Uh, he plays Cade Foster in the uh, Vancouver filmed Canadian sci-fi TV show from uh, 1998, First Wave. Good for him. You know Maybe what? Anyway. Anyway. Reminds me I of the dad in this, um... this demon guy was like, whose instructions was he following? Was he like, did Yellow Eyes say to shoot Meg? I don't or was I think that he's like his own initiative? Yeah, I think he's just an asshole. Like, was he trying? Yeah, which, by the way, takeover? like, the, what was this? Meg is important. When they they do oh, the he, thing, they do the thing in like every fucking story like this, where the powerful weapon is given over to the bad guys, and there's two of them, and one of them immediately uses it on the other one. It's mm-hmm. absolute it's, classic I love her trope. Reaction. But I, she like um, grabs at yeah. the bullet wound, and she's like, "You, so shot, you shot, me. shot me! I can't believe you just shot me!" And so. She threatens John about I love it, how and he tries slowly... to bluff his way out. And then Meg goes, "I'm so not in the mood for this. I've just been shot." <laughs> like it's so yeah. Good. John, John so does bad. like it's John's like fucked here, but it is like an actually good bluff of like, uh, I mean, I've never fired it. How was I supposed to know it didn't work? Hmm. Um. I love how slowly the other demon pulls back the hammer. Like uh-huh. we, it was like slow motion. We all could have seen this coming. It's just really good, and the look on his face, and then he suddenly points it at Meg as if like, yeah, who else is he gonna shoot? No, yeah, I thought Meg it's was really gonna shoot funny. him. I don't think this demon has a name except on IMDb. He is credited as Tim. Oh, the <laughs> wiki page uh, had Tim it as the Tom. demon. I think it's Tom. That's why I called him Tom in my summary. But okay, the well, transcript the doesn't give any name because he doesn't matter. I guess Meg's. Na- I guess Meg is an equally normal name compared to Tom, but it's well, just... Meg well, is the name the of vessel. the person she's possessing. You're right. Well, I guess Tom is also the name of the person he's possessing. Maybe demons have names. There is a demon that's called like. Never use them. Uh oh. Some of them might not remember what their names used to be. There's a demon with a funny name, but it's like Abby or something, but I can't remember. <laughs> After John tries to bluff some more. Meg says, that was funny, John. We're going to strip the bone, the skin from your bones, but that was funny. Like, I love her. She's so scary. Yeah. Like, such a good yeah. She's so evil, and I love her. Um, when, when John, like, gets away, it's such a slow, like, chase scene. It's so funny. He's just kind of, like... Yeah, he's just jogging. Yeah, yeah, like a light jog. And then Meg and Tom are, like, following behind him really slowly uh-huh. and menacingly. It's so funny. It's... it's... Like... Yeah, I guess I guess <laughs> the stakes he's... are so low here. Yeah, 
like they're expecting that they're gonna catch him no matter what like they're playing with their food also i found the demon it's amy there's an amy in the less there's a demon named amy in the lesser key of solomon <laughs> love that me too uh, but yeah this is where he this is where he does his holy water trick and they're like holy mm-hmm. she makes like holy water john just in case you didn't get that's what he did yeah i know it's like extremely for anyone who's only been half paying attention to the episode yeah it's very good and then he finds out that his car has been slashed and has to just run home i get like oh no this is where he gets he gets caught here right yeah right that's why meg calls at the end yeah Mm -hmm. um so jumping unless we have more stuff jumping back to the monica's house yeah um the the i love the the electricity like thing that happens is so funny to me because the lights it's like somebody is taking it's like god has a light switch and is just flipping the light switch for this block off and on over and over again oh yeah they just keep turning off and on the whole house the whole house the whole block the street lights are doing it it's so yeah. funny whereas the yellow is really putting the on a show episode, this time yeah, really though. Like in the first episode, it was just like the hallway light was flickering, like the bulb was bad. Yellow-eyed, uh, the yellow-eyed demons taunting them. <laughs> yeah, it's just so obvious. It's really funny. Mm-hmm. Um, and I would also think that so Sam and Dean like sneak into the house, which is really funny. Yeah, and the husband was just waiting for them with a weapon. No, I think How- he, heard he heard them, them breaking in. Yeah. Yeah, but he was there immediately. Mm-hmm. Um, he's, like he's downstairs in the dark. I mean, dark. in fairness, the lights are I mean, flickering. Takes... He thinks something's up. Like, yeah. he's not sleeping through that's this. That's true. It also it true. takes a it takes a minute to pick a lock. Like, I guess that's true. Um, also, I would think that a nice house like this would have a burglar alarm. Pretty sure burglar alarms still work. It's when a you small pick a town. Lock. It's a small town. But it's a nice house. It's a nice house. It's a small town. I don't know. It's uh, it, it, the world building for the town is not very good. It's just it's just the Vancouver suburbs. Like it doesn't yeah. look like a small town is I guess the thing, which is why that comes to mind. I agree with you, mm-hmm. but I can see from a writing perspective this not being a problem because like yeah, a lot of the time small towns like don't care about that really. Mm-hmm. And then everything in the rest of the episode happens. Well, everything in this scene happens really fast, which yeah. I think is good. It's really kind of cool. Um, yeah, there's a but when when like uh, it's it's Dean who rescues the baby, or is it Sam? Yeah. No, it's Sam. It's Sam. Um, Mm-mm. when no. no, no, Sam Sam takes Monica out, and Dean Dean picks up Rosie. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorry, I, Dean. I, re- sorry, yeah, Dean rescues the kid because right because it's calling back to Dean yeah. being yes. the one to rescue Sam. Duh. Yeah. Uh, Sam rescues Monica. Dean rescues the baby. The crib sets fire like literally the second after Dean yeah. yanks the baby out of the crib. Yeah. <laughs> right, because it's Sam who shoots the yellow eyed demon. Yeah, and well, turns yeah, and, and this is the first time we see his yes. his eyes too. He turns around and he's still very silhouetted. But we see his eyes and like a little bit of his face. It's very good. Mm-hmm. It's very ominous. Um, I like that reveal. Also, this means that we have yeah, it's the, three that's bullets a thumbnail left in the shot cult. on the wiki. It's like a little bit yes. difficult to yep. keep track of the bullet counts. But we started with five, then Dean killed a vampire, and now Sam missed Yellow Eyes. So we are down to three at the end of this episode. Mm-hmm. Did did they they never talked about how the bullets were made? Is it? Oh, it's okay. Don't worry. Okay, about we're it. gonna get to that. Okay. Yep. All right. <laughs> I was just writing. I wrote that down. Like, do they not? I they mean, I guess special, they don't know how to make more bullets. Special but... bullets. They for are special, special guns. Yeah. And allegedly, those are all the bullets that can be made for the gun. But don't worry about it. 
I'm assuming that they'll make more bullets at some point, yeah. Um, yeah, so they, they get out of the house as it explodes and burns down. Um, Sam sees yellow eyes in the nursery, silhouetted against the flames. It's really cool. Um, and he wants to go back in there and, and shoot yeah. the demon. Totally just full-on berserker mode. Like, I want to get this done. I don't care if I die. Um, and Sam and Dean says revenge isn't worth dying for, i.e. it's not worth Sam dying over because yeah. Dean okay. doesn't care. Yeah, Dean specifically says it's burning to the ground, it's suicide, and Sam says I don't care, and Dean says I do while they're yelling at each other. And Dean says that sacrificing himself is not going to happen, not as long as I'm around. And Sam says it's the only thing we've mm-hmm. ever cared about, haunting this demon. And Dean says, if hunting this demon means getting yourself killed, then I hope we never find the damn thing. And then yep. Dean says that Jess and Mom are gone and they're never coming back. And Sam slams him against the wall for saying it. Don't you say that. Which is exactly the opposite of what happened in the pilot when Sam says Mom's mm. gone and she's never coming back. And Dean pushed him up against the bridge for it. Oh, uh, yeah. Wow. <sighs> That's good. I, I do like when that. Supernatural does its parallels. Yeah. Uh, prior to that, I just want to say th- this husband's a huge dick. Like, and he's like, stay away from her when they help her out of the house. Very clearly having done, like, the house is on fire. Like, they're very clearly here to help. And she's like, they're helping us. And he, like, comes over and, like, ma- like going hyper-masculine, like, puts his arm around her and, like, glares at both of them. Then mm-hmm. Sam, Dean, while he's still trying to talk Sam down, says the three of us... That's all we have, and it's all I have. Yeah. Sometimes I feel like I'm barely yeah. holding it together, oh, yeah. man, and without you or dad, it doesn't finish that sentence, and I'm miserable, and my notes just have a little I frowny face. I, I sketched a huge uh, bloated pleading, or not pleading face, but that bonk emoji that we have in our <laughs> server, Emma. I sketched that into yeah. my notes, because that's how I feel about this episode. Dean is really bad with grief. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, this Sorry. conversation this conversation happens in the motel room, not yeah. uh outside the house. Yes. So, yeah, I was gonna get to During that also. The, but the we're denouma. there already. Okay. Uh we're yeah. here in the Denuma. Um and then yeah, then the phone calls and Meg's like, You boys really screwed up this time. Uh and then Cliffhanger does it uh We're gonna take a brief break here and yeah. uh when we come back we are going to be discussing the final episode of the season. Woo! Woo, we made it. <laughs> I'm so glad to be free of this fucking first season. It's <laughs> it giving me so much season, damage. God, it's a good season. I've been hitting. going insane. So, season one, episode 22, Devil's Trap, uh, begins with the road so far thing, obviously. Um, it's in the DVDs, it's Fight the Good Fight, but on <clears throat> Netflix, it's Won't Fall Down by Steve Fister. So, the boys got a phone call from Meg saying that they have their dad. She kind of implies that he's dead. Um, she says, You're never going to see your father again, and Dean kind of refuses to believe it. So, they start to go off to drive to try and figure out where he is, but they have no idea where to start. Um, they, they're they like, oh, well, maybe we can go to that warehouse where he was taken, and they're like, well, but the demons probably won't leave a trail. So, they go to Sioux Falls, Illinois, Yay. and we meet Bobby. 
Bobby. I love Bobby. Okay. Bobby is so good. Uh, um, I'm gonna gush about Bobby later. A small note: Bobby Singer is named after Robert Singer, who works on the show. Uh, he was, was not supposed to that. be a major character. Mm-hmm. He shows up more than they meant. <laughs> Bobby Henshaw. Great. Like I'm glad. That's good though, because he rules. He's a very he good does. character. So they kept him around, but he was supposed to be just like a a joke. That's why he's named for a cast. <laughs> Well, uh, uh, right. <laughs> That's really funny. Um, so they're there with Bobby. He's got like a lot of knowledge. They kind of he drops the fact that he and John also had a falling out to the point where John yep. was threatening to shoot him with a shotgun. So good. no, wait, Bobby was threatening to shoot John. Yeah, that's yeah. what I meant. Society, if yeah. <laughs> um, and. Bobby says, well, John just kind of has that effect on people. And Dean kind of puts that together and is like, yeah, huh, he kind of does. <laughs> um, so Sam is like reading this book on demons. There's a whole bunch of stuff that he doesn't know. There's like a seal of Solomon, I think is what Bobby calls it. Key of Solomon. Um, I think, although that might be from the book. There's a lot more Hebrew of- here that I write on the back. Yeah. Um, and then. Yeah, it's the Key of Solomon. Okay. And then outside. We hear outside the the adorable Rottweiler dog uh, starts barking and growling, and Bobby goes, Rumsfeld. Uh, we do not ever see Rumsfeld again. <sighs> yeah, Rumsfeld. No. Bobby should have gotten another dog. Um, so they, like, go look out the windows, and then Meg busts down the door. She tosses Dean into a pile of books. She follows Sam and Bobby through the house, um, like, doing her evil villain monologue. And then she's like, what, you really didn't think that we would find you? And Dean comes out and he's like, actually, we were kind of counting on it. And she looks up and there's a key of Solomon above her. So she is trapped. A demon, a demon cannot pass through a key of Solomon. Um, so we cut back. The title card drops. We cut back. She's tied to a chair. They're interrogating her. It's very, uh, it's very uncomfortable. Dean is very angry yeah. and she is like totally mocking him. Um, Dean hits her and Bobby says, hey, there's a girl in there. You don't want to hurt her. Um, so they decide to exercise Meg because um, they think if they can get to the real Meg underneath, she might be able to give them information that Meg wouldn't. And also because apparently an exorcism is an uncomfortable experience, they are essentially torturing Meg into giving yep. them information. <laughs> again, big post 9-11 thoughts uh, again yes. from me this episode. Yep. <laughs> yes. Um, so eventually she does tell them that John's not dead, but he will be. She tells them, like, I think the city that he's in, but she doesn't know who's there. She doesn't know very much information. Um, and then despite the fact that Dean appar- apparently promised that they would let Meg go if she told them, uh, they exercise her anyway. She's shocked by this, but she really shouldn't be. <laughs> um, yeah. She's, like, lying. Like, what but that's expect, my girl? job. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Uh, they exercise her, and because Meg fell from a window and was also shot last episode, uh-huh. uh, her body is fucked to hell. So when they get the demon out of her, uh, she is dying quickly. Um, they manage to get a little bit of information out of her. They know that Meg wasn't lying. It's going to be very confusing talking about Meg the demon and Meg the vessel yeah. since they both have the same name. Um but she also manages to get out the word sunrise, which is a little bit of a clue. And then she dies, and Bobby's like, okay, you guys better hightail it out of here. I'll deal with the, the cops and stuff. I'm very sad about Meg dying. I was like, oh, it'd be fun now if, like, and again, this isn't what Supernatural does. But it'd be fun if we had, like, this cool character who, like, 
was once our enemy, but now like oh, she's you, been exercised. You can stick around. Stick for around. Some... <laughs> some this character used to be our enemy. Okay. Suffers <laughs> <laughs> from major villain decay, or I don't know if suffers is the right word. Supernatural uh, enjoys another, villain another, decay. Another uh, comparison to Dragon Ball Z. <laughs> yeah, she's whatever Vegeta. Is Vegeta a bad guy? Yes. <laughs> well, that's that. That is the first character that happens to it. Actually, no. Pickle is the first character that happens to it. Okay, Meg is not a Dragon Ball Z podcast. <laughs> but it doesn't happen with Meg. I mean, Piccolo does die. Okay, we can't do that. <laughs> Just you wait. Um, uh, okay. So we cut to we cut to somewhere. I I don't know exactly where this is, but um, Sam is looking in the book that Bobby gave them, and there's something called a Devil's Trap. We get a nice drop of the title, uh, and it's the seal that essentially will turn the Impala's trunk into a lockbox. A demon can't pass through or uh, in or out of a Devil's Trap, so putting them on the trunk locks it from demons. Which is really dumb looking. It's like a little thing in the corner, so like they can't pass through that, but like whatever. It's... The logic is yeah, that it looking. works, it's, so it works, but... It's supposed to, like, seal it and protect it, even though it it's It looks a little not, bit silly, like, especially yeah. with the explanation given, but fine, it works. It also yeah. doesn't, like, come up again, really. Like, they do it, and it works, uh, if I remember correctly, and then, like... I don't know. It doesn't it felt come like up a, again in this episode. Yeah, it felt like a weird, like, small thing to name this episode after, considering it's like, yeah, we trapped the, we we got it in there, and now they can't touch it, and then that works. Well, devil's traps are a big, big thing. Also, in colloquially, show, we so. start referring to Keys of Solomon as devil's traps. Right. Yeah. Um. So Sam and Dean argue about keeping the cult in the Impala. Uh, Dean allegedly relents and tosses them the cult into the trunk and sam walks away which i think was dumb of him Uh come on man you should know you should know better than that um so they walk around they find sunrise apartments um which is where they are apparently keeping john but because demons can possess people who knows who of these people is a demon and who is a person how are they supposed to get through this building so they come up with the plan to pull the fire alarm and get all the civilians out yep Classic um, tabletop role-playing game plans. Yes, yes. We did this in our game. <laughs> Literally. Um, so they pull the fire alarm, everyone gets out, uh, then the city responds, and Dean pretends to be a resident of the apartment complex and gets one of the firemen to like push him aside so that Sam can he go. Says that he says his Yorkie pees he when he's nervous. Yorkie, yeah. Yeah, it's really cute. <laughs> Uh, very emasculating. Um, and so apparently they keep extra pairs of fire suits in the uh-huh. lockbox or in the boxes outside the fire truck. I don't know. So they get a pair of fire suits on. They get into the building. Um, Did and they... they use the EMF detector, which I was mistaken when I said that never came up again. It comes up here. So it might come up later. I just don't remember it being hey. much of a hallmark of demon hunting. Did they mm-hmm. bless the water in the tanks? Yes. They have yes. side hoses of holy water. On their way up, it's... probably. Okay. In the fucking elevator. That, like, they actually do something, you know, like the fandom like, it's make great. fun of them yeah, for, like, like... never carrying spray bottles or whatever. But they do have fire hoses of holy water in this episode, which is very fun. Mm-hmm. It's just um, funny that we don't see them doing that. Yeah. Well, we've already established that you can do it. So I, guess I know. I just like they do. It's it's very funny that they just steal this and then like immediately mm-hmm. bless it. Like when did they have time? Uh, yeah, I guess in the elevator. But wait, no, the fire alarm got pulled. The elevator isn't working. Okay, in the stairwell, then. 
Yeah, it's just like running up the stairs, like <laughs> yelling and laughing. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um. So they use the EMF detector to find the room where they're keeping John. Um. And they like get in. They fight the demons. They shove them in a closet and they pour salt around the door so that the demons can't get out. Um. And then they go find John. He's tied to a bed. They've been drugging him. He's fucked up. Um. Sam goes, wait, he might be possessed, and he splashes him with holy water. We already kind of established that that should have worked, but didn't. Um, yep. So they get John out, and then we see another civilian get possessed by... it. It's really interesting. There's no black smoke or anything. We just nope. see his eyes go black, and then he walks out and touches a firefighter, and that guy's eyes also go black. It's very interesting. Right? Like, yeah. were there two demons in that guy, and one of them just transferred over? Mm. Like, what was that? Yeah. Yeah, it's it it's doesn't weird. make sense within the consistent um, metaphysics, but it looks cool. Yeah, yeah, it yeah, it's a cool effect, and that's speaking fine. of cool things, and they like slam down through the door like they're in The Shining with their fire axes. Yeah, that's exactly yeah, what really my notes good. say. <laughs> um, John and Sam and Dean get out from the fire escape, and they're about to get away when Tom, the demon from the last episode, comes and starts beating the shit out of Sam. Um. He's on his way to crushing Sam's face when Dean shoots him with the cult. He just fucking owns him. It's great. Yeah, it's really good. And then they, yep, two bullets left. And then uh, we next cut to this cabin out in the middle of fucking nowhere. Sam is salting all the windows. They're talking about. um, Uh, Dean is like really messed up over having just killed a man. Yeah, yeah, and how he did it without any hesitation because uh, it was for John and Sam's safety. Yeah. Um, and then John comes out and is like, you know, it's okay. You did what you had to. You did a good job, and I'm proud of you. And Dean kind of, like, gets this look on his face. Yep. And he, <laughs> the jacking Joyce's. Yep. Um, this makes me insane. This scene makes me um, absolutely so, shit. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> So John tells Sam to go and check all the salt lines and tries to get Dean to give him the colt. And Dean refuses and then points the colt at, at John. And John's like, what the fuck? Uh, and Sam and Dean um, believes that John is possessed. Um, Sam comes back in and John's like, hey, help me out here. Stop Dean. It's being crazy. And Sam goes, no, and takes Dean's side. Um and then John's like, fine, if you if you really believe that, then shoot me. They don't. And then he looks back up, and his eyes are yellow. Yeah. Very mm, good reveal. So flung against the walls. They get flung against the wall. It's a very, very long monologue scene. Um, and then... Uh, yeah, JDM, JDM goes full, like, I'm a villain now, and it's great. <laughs> no, he's... The, the act I have this written in my notes. The way he changes from John to the yellow yeah. eyed demon is so good because, like, he even adopts this like southern lilt. Yeah, it's which really good. The yellow eyed demon has in other bodies too. It's really cool. Um, so they have this long monologue, and then he starts like murdering Dean with like I don't know what he's doing exactly, but Dean starts bleeding. He's, a like lot. ripping up his chest with like something. psychic magic or something. Yeah. Um. The whole time Sam is trying to get the cult to move with his psychic powers. Um, and then Dean says, you know, don't let him kill me. Uh, John manages to, like, bust through and gain control of his body for a second. Yeah. Um, so they, they're they free from the wall. Dean is, like, about to pass out, but Sam grabs uh, the cult and sh- points s- it. Yeah, speaking of The Shining, this is very, like, 
run Danny. Like, I'm not me anymore. Mm-hmm. Um, Sam points the gun at John but cannot shoot him, uh, even though John is literally pleading with him to shoot him and end it. So uh, Sam shoots him in the leg, which incapacitates Yellow Eyes for a little while. Um, and uh, so John's like, hey, you got to shoot me. You got to put an end to this. And then eventually Yellow Eyes gets out of his body. Yeah. And fades into the floorboards and we next get cut a cut to john and dean and sam in the impala driving to the hospital because dean's lost a lot of blood and john has a bullet wound in his leg and bad moon rising's playing on the radio yes it's really good and i'm really sad that it's replaced in this episode um mm, yeah it's backwater rising which works i guess but so they're driving along and they're in the middle of a conversation and then the impala gets fucking t-boned by a semi-truck it's great controlled by a demon it's really it comes good. out of nowhere it's like they're uh-huh. in the middle of a conversation and it just slams into them yeah and then they do a funny like bollywood triple shot of it it's, it's <laughs> they do, do that they do funny do that. in that respect but otherwise it's really good uh and yeah Boom, that's the episode. That's yeah, the season. Like, Bad Moon Rising wait. starts playing louder as like we see them all like unconscious in the car mm-hmm. and then that's it. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Great ending. It's really good. It's so good. I yeah. It's a really good ending. I can't imagine Cliffhangers what normally must have been like yeah. Cliffhangers normally drive me nuts. However, I like this one. I don't know. It yeah. just fits the tone of the show. Mm-hmm. It's they're mm-hmm. very on their bullshit of like yeah tune in next time bitches <laughs> yeah yeah like oh you thought we weren't going to put our characters in mortal harm uh huh guess again bitch um yeah um the first note I have is the sine cosine graphs dot 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 um which is my shorthand way of talking about when characters uh are mirrors and then they converge at a point mm. I also use this to describe Zuko and Azula's arc in Avatar. <laughs> uh sine cosine graphs john and sam yeah it's yeah. true they do a good job with that yeah and well and also like dean's dean's development to like gradually growing from like we gotta kill this demon to like i need my brother with me to like mm-hmm. slowly being like the only sensible one in the family yeah like it's, the it's the Slow turn from Sam being the sensible one and Dean being the risk taker switching places here at the end is good. Also, this is Dean becoming the main character. Literally, yeah. you can yeah, watch it. I forgot the show. that Sam was supposed to be the exactly. main character. The There's like the synopsis so for the early. show. Yeah. The the synopsis for the show is like Sam Winchester and his brother Dean. And I'm like, why are they in that order? <laughs> Dean's the main character, obviously. Mm-hmm. <laughs> because dean's a more interesting character Sorry, yeah sammy i love you but um when when they're in the car talking about how john can't be dead sam goes why didn't meg mention a trade well that's because dean hung up on her <laughs> literally <laughs> like she in says you're never gonna sentence. see your father yeah. again and he just hangs up <laughs> yeah, he yeah he's like that. well that's that i guess it's really funny <laughs> mm-hmm uh, I have Bobby written very softly in all caps Bobby. Yes. several times. I love Bobby. Okay, so apparently there's like a 275-page book called Bobby's Guide to Hunting that I at some point need to read because that sounds great. 
Uh, Bobby rules. Bobby, I've been mentioning Stephen King a lot this episode, I guess, but, uh, Bobby's a Stephen King character. It's extremely, like, this guy who lives out, he has his, like, junkyard, he's got his big dog, but he's the salt of the earth. He has the wisdom of the common man. He, he knows all about demons. If he was a Stephen King demons. character, he would write novels about himself. Uh, no, that's a different Stephen King character. If he was a Stephen King character, he'd be more of a drunk, I think. And they do do, they do do the thing of, like, with the whiskey of, um, him being like, this one's holy water, this one's whiskey, which is very good. Mm -hmm. They're very good at establishing his character. Like, you get Mm -hmm. a sense of him as a person right away, which is nice. Which is also why he sticks around so easily, because, like, he's already so fleshed out, even in his one appearance. It's great. He rules. I love his beat up old hat. Yeah. Uh, love his dog. Rip to his dog. I guess it's very sad. Uh, but we'll put the dog. The dog dies in the content warnings, even though it's not on screen. Uh, his elk shirt. Um, his like cabin. He's great. He's so oh, good. God, he's so good. Uh, the the line where he's like, "You think you guys invented lying to the cops?" It's so good. I love Bobby. He's just like a seasoned old fart, and I know I call Bobby an old fart literally all the time, Emma, but he I is. I know, I was just going to make fun of you for it. <laughs> <laughs> that time it was self-aware. Um, I think Bobby should have gotten another dog. Yeah. Also, the way that Bobby is named for Robert Singer kind of uh, ties into the way that like Bobby is supposed to be presented as like this very specific idea of like Americana. You know, he's like a yeah. straight white, presumably straight other opinions um <laughs> straight white man <laughs> living out on his own you know helping out his friends when they need him but not, yeah like, the not, libertarian not really, fantasy exactly he's not really like subservient to any kind of law enforcement or anything he doesn't really have neighbors yet um he's just a guy and his whiskey and his dog like this is the guy yeah, who sings about books. losing his truck in a song <laughs> <laughs> um i also I love how they say more and more demons are walking among us. Yeah, it's like he normally sees like <laughs> They're three or where? four. Oh, <laughs> shut up. <laughs> he normally sees like three or four possessions a year, but he's seen like 27, which yeah, is a lot. Like the demons bucket. are very much becoming more active. <laughs> Stop it. <laughs> <laughs> the demons are very much becoming more active. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and it's not, like, it's implied that it's not just yellow eyes, like, pulling a bunch of demons from hell. Like, there's, there's a storm brewing and yellow eyes is a part of it. Um, and the other demons is, like, a symptom of that. Yeah. Um, so, the Key of Solomon, um, this is silly to me. The Key of Solomon is a, is a, is a grimoire from, uh, the Renaissance era, as uh, a pseudo epigraphical grimoire, which means they said it much like the um the stuff I've talked about previously with the Book of Thoth. Uh, this is this is was not written by King Solomon, uh, but is that very much like d- d- attributing like spooky occult stuff to like famous figures in history? Uh, and yeah, it's a book. It's not a sign. There are signs in the books. Yeah, I think the, uh, the, like the confusion is that shit, Sam but... says, Bobby, this book, I've never seen anything like it. And Bobby says, Key of Solomon, it's the real deal. And Sam says, these protective circles, they really work. So it, it like, gets a little bit lost in translation. Those things are the devil's traps. Yeah. Also, how have you not, how are you a hunter and you've not heard of the Key of Solomon? Because you're John Winchester's kid. I guess. But you're all about, they're all about demons. Demons are the Singer thing. And Bobby Singer refuses to talk to John Winchester. <laughs> but you can just Google it. 
can't use Google If you Google demonic grimoire, I'm going to Google demonic grimoire right now. <laughs> Where did I talk about the Hebrew? Because I want to talk about that when we get into what's in this The book. first thing I get is the Grand Grimoire, not the Key of Solomon. But, hey, no, okay, the, if I Google Demonic Grimoire, I get the Grand Grimoire, which says much of the material in this Grimoire derives from the Key of Solomon. It's right there. I found it in 10 seconds. Fair enough. Wikipedia existed in 2006, but I think. John is that horrible teacher who says that you can't use it as a source. <laughs> Yeah, to that founded in 2001. <laughs> anyway. Um, so I also have a Reddit post sourcing my explanation of the uh, the wall in 121. Yeah, they basically agree with me that they're not really words. Uh, but then the Key of Solomon sigil that they use as a devil's trap is a combination of a couple of images. There's some kind of... Mm. Um, seal of solomon and there's some kind of seal of solomon and a i don't know great pentacle or something that they combine different shapes of so the scorpion and hebrew in the middle is from one image and that's why those have actual words and then mm. around that is like shapes with just random hebrew letters huh. and then while sam is turning the pages later there's more hebrew so i looked it up and that is from psalm 69 24 which translates to may their eyes become dark so they cannot see constantly cause their loins to slip hmm. um, and the i said that there was actual hebrew in the scorpion circle which uh the center says something that i can't tell but the um circle right outside the scorpion is psalms ninety-one thirteen, which i forgot to get the text for translates to you will you will trample upon lions and cobras you will crush fierce lions and serpents under your feet so just neat little mm. anti-negative energy yeah. verses for these um sigils that are smeared together for supernatural's aesthetic good job supernatural continuing to uh not be good at this <laughs> No kidding. Well, despite the trap being bad, the fact that they draw it on the ceiling is really good. The pan up to revealing it. Mm -hmm. She's like, ah, shit. I, that's really the first good. time I've never seen anyone like trap a demon with a circle on the ceiling before. It's very cool. Mm -hmm. It's a clever I, little thing. I also love how Dean goes, gotcha. Yeah, yeah he's, he's so, so smug. And then they torture her to death. Yeah. The, the dialogue where like immediately after when she's tied up is just so dumb yeah there's um, there's a lot to unpack there like, she goes oh you kiss your mother with that mouth uh -huh. oh wait i forgot you don't this is the like, second time so they do this twice in one episode later the yellow eyed demon is like how would you feel if uh your family died oh wait <laughs> well that's yeah. where she got it it's from, like really. it felt kind of it felt yeah. kind of first drafty to me like they do the yeah. same thing twice and also like he so sometimes when I'm GMing a tabletop game and I say a line and then I'm like, oh, whoops, that actually, that wasn't great, but I can't edit it. I have to just double down. And so he says two wrongs don't make a right as a way to like reverse that. And it uh -huh. doesn't work. No, it's, it, it's, it's not great. Like the, yeah. the acting in this is good, is good. And some of the villainous speech stuff is good, but the. Uh, two wrongs don't make a right thing is very like yeah. cheesy and not a good way. I am. Yeah. Um, the line, where's my father, Meg? And then she goes, oh, you didn't ask very nice. And goes, where's my father, bitch? Yeah. I do like the like, bastard <laughs> I like the escalation. Yeah. That, although I do have bad feelings. Be calling her a bitch again. Yeah. No. 
Yeah, no. Dean calls women bitches a lot in this show, and it's not good. Yeah. Them, them, like, being, like, snarky at each other is good, but, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, some of the specific lines are not. They they both have very big bastard energy, Yes, it's good. Um, I wrote Jack Dean Joyce's, but I think it's because of the close-up on, like, Dean's face when she keeps insisting that John is dead. Like, yeah. Dean's lip wobbles and his eyes twitch. It's and really then he dead. hits her. They were like, "Okay, Mr. Ackles, we're gonna put this can we're gonna put this yes. camera in your face, make it work." He just eats and it. he did, and then he hits. And then her he hits her, and she makes a. And then a, she like goes, "Oh, that's joke about it." And Dean says, "You're no girl." Yeah, she's yep. like, oh, that's kind of a turn on you hitting a girl. Yeah. And then Bobby's like, "She yeah. is though, actually." Which is really funny because he goes, "Hey, don't hurt her." Yeah. Um, and then later, and then it's like, "No, later, she's not gonna survive anyway." Yeah. I mean, like, obviously don't, you know, hit her for no reason because that yeah. will hurt the real Meg. But also, like, you were so worried about yeah. hurting her when she's already pretty much dead. Yeah. Burn, is, burn in hell is also a weird thing to say to a demon. Well, that's what they do. Yeah. Although I do like, I yeah, I do like how Dean says, I will march into hell myself and kill every single yeah. one of you. He want, <laughs> Dean, Dean is the doom slayer. <laughs> <laughs> Where's Ronald Reagan? <laughs> Uh, anyway, I like how Dean, to start the exorcism, says, hit it, Sam. And Sam starts doing live. Yeah. It's so funny. Punch it's it. It's really funny. <laughs> okay. Obligatory. And then he references the exorcist. Yeah, he does. He does do that. Yeah. It's really um, good. Obligatory. We got to talk about torture for a second here. Because I got to yeah. expand on what yeah. I said earlier. So, um... Post 9 11, uh, the United States really doubled down on uh, torture, uh, d- despite, like, w- when were the Guantanamo Bay? Uh, when, when did that shit get broken out? I have no idea. 2006. Okay, yeah, it was right around this time. Anyway, yeah. So after 9 11, the United States really doubled down on torture as a way to get information out of people. And as, like, part of that, um, you can watch like watch any fucking show, any cop show, any like government agent show. Uh, Twenty four, very famous example of like you got to do the right thing, even if it's like d- d- horribly hurting another human being because it's for the greater good. And torture doesn't fucking work. Like we all, there are so many studies about this. About it doesn't work. It's pointless to do. Uh, you don't get good intel out of it. Uh, but, well, it, it does, that has not stopped media from pushing the idea that it does. Now, of course, this is a weird example where it's like, yeah, uh, we've talked about this before, about Supernatural and its morality, and like, yeah, this is an evil demon who is possessing a woman and exercising her, like, outside of any broader cultural context is probably the right thing to do because it's stolen her body. That's bad. It's an evil being from hell. However, they do torture it for information and that is framed as like a good thing that they're doing. Uh, and that's bad. I don't it's like that. It's not completely framed like that. It is framed as bad that Dean is doing it even though it's going to kill the real Meg. So... The well, fact else? that they're torturing Demon Meg is not framed as a bad thing, which is a problem. Right. But it isn't like torture is. It's not that torture is uh, 
the torture scene is co- like completely like they're in the right here, but it's only because human Meg is being yeah through it, like and innocence is being involved. That's the way it's framed in stuff like Twenty Four too. Of like obviously this thing is bad, like this person is being hurt. Like it shows don't lean away from that, but also like they get what they need out of it, which in the long term is like this is how like how else would they have done it? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, I remember a very similar conversation happening in one of the more recent episodes of A More Civilized Age as yeah, well. A very good podcast that people should listen to. <laughs> One of the inspirations for this. Yeah. Um, Yeah, I mean, okay. Yeah, it's so prevalent in our media, especially mm -hmm. like uh, War on Terror, War on Terror, War on Terror era (laughs) media, like Star Mm -hmm. Wars, The Clone Wars, which started in what, like 2007, 2008? I think so. Around there. I think Um, the movie came out in 2008. That like, it's in kids shows, even. Mm -hmm. And it's, it's framed in, in interesting ways in star wars the clone wars where like, uh-huh. they talk about it more than we do um where like i i think the implication is that george lucas is at least somewhat aware of the the implications behind yeah. torture and uh, uh admittance through torture um supernatural is not however concerned with that no um <sighs> the fact that they the the show like creates this world in which there is a creature that exists that deserves torture yep um is 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 bad there's always the Um, problem with like beings that are fundamentally evil yes and this probably i think i don't know if it gets complicated but it gets fleshed out a little bit more uh in later seasons Mm. but it's still not great no okay Um, i'm in the guantanamo bay wikipedia page and uh it seems that bobby probably named his dog after the secretary of defense rumsfeld uh because oh, there's a court man. case involved in Guantanamo Bay that was uh, ruled Hamden versus Rumsfeld on June 29th of 2006, which is right after this episode aired, because that was in May. This hashtag, episode aired, hashtag aired May not 4th, my Bobby. Yeah. And, and uh, Hamden versus Rumsfeld, Rumsfeld's the Secretary of Defense, and uh, he lost, I believe, which is part of the page. Yeah. But uh, Bobby named his dog after a government official. What? <sighs> What libertarian would do that? Yeah, literally, I was about to say, like, that's not very libertarian of you, Mr. Singer. (laughs) That's, oich, 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 yeah. Um, So that's not great. Um, Let's see. Human Meg, while she's in her death throes, says that she was awake for some of the year to, like, witness what demon meg was doing with yeah. her body which is kind of a horrific concept that yep it is pretty interestingly yeah talked about i talked yep. about this in skin about how this is one of my deep, deepest irrational fears yes um yeah oh while while human meg is dying dean asks about what like sh- he's still trying to get information out of her and sam's kind of appalled yeah she doesn't seem. She seems okay and willing to help, though. She does, but still, she is it's dying. Still kind of, yeah, it's kind of wacky, but like, she she seems to at least see where he's coming from. In that, like, she's going to die anyway, so she might as well try and like contribute to them saving their dad. Yeah, and like stopping all of the other demons that were helping the one that possessed her. It's still, yeah, it's not considered a very respectful thing to do. I think. Um, um, uh, Dean says, I don't care what dad wants. That kills me. Um, uh, Tom's yeah. death 
from the cult is uh, is I like it better than, than Luther's. It's fast, but it's still very dramatic. I like his, both his, of them. <laughs> his bones flash and yeah. he falls down. It's really good. Um, and then now it's in the last scene with with John. Now my notes are. I like that Dean is mourning for the guy he shot because it's one of the few times Supernatural acknowledges that there's people in the demon vessels. (laughs) Like, this is the first time that they've actively killed somebody who was being possessed as opposed to, like, exercising them and they didn't survive, as Mm. what just happened to Meg. But this one, Dean pulled the trigger and now a man is dead because of it, who was a human person. And so he yep. feels terrible about that, and I like that they actually bring that up, because most of the time... Well, he feels terrible about not feeling anything about it, which is an extra yeah, layer that I like. Also... He says um, he says specifically, and there's like great acting from Jensen Ackles in this scene, for you and Dad, the things I'm willing to do or kill just uh, scares me sometimes. And then John and comes then out John... and says it shouldn't. Yeah. yeah. Possessed which is John, insane. Though. Uh-huh. Well, yeah, it's yeah. not John, but... but... But, but this it, doesn't say that's not what, yeah, this, exactly. No, that's not yeah. what tips him off. Yeah, that for, is, sure, is for, sure, for sure. John for would sure. say for that. For sure. Probably. Yeah. 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 This scene makes me go crazy. But John does say you did good, and Dean's confused by that, and he goes, you're not mad for using a yep. bullet? And then John says, I'm proud of you. And Dean's like, Dean looks doubt. at him. John says, <laughs> you watch out for this doubt. family you always have, which is also what what weirds Dean out for being acknowledged. He's like, what is this? Mm-hmm. My dad's never and then been John this, like, emotionally mature. Gets Sam out of the room and asks for the gun. And uh, John's like, this is me. I won't miss now giving the gun. Hurry. And John says, son, please. And Dean backs mm. up. Yeah. <sighs> yeah. Jeffrey Dean Morgan continues to do a very good job. Yeah. Um. I love that Sam doesn't trust John over Dean, despite the yes. fact that he's gotten closer to John because they relate. But when it comes down to it, that's still like John, and he still has a lot of issues, and he still trusts Dean more than anyone on the planet. And it's yeah. so good how he just kind of so like good. steps behind Dean. Oh, it's so good. He's literally on his side. It's so good. Mm-hmm. It um, is. When, when. The yellow-eyed demon looks up and reveals that John's eyes are yellow. It makes, like, that that music sting is, like, a shark noise or, like, something that would be, you oh, know, it's very really cartoonish, the whoop. Yeah, no, like, you're noise. super right. <laughs> it made me laugh. Well, the, like we said earlier, the eyes are really good at the very least. Mm-hmm. His, um, his pupils are so small. Uh, his iris is enormous. His irises mm-hmm. are huge. Yeah. They're, it's a very good, very good, very creepy effect. And they're it's, kind of like yellow and then they're swirled through with white. It's really good. Yeah, it's very, it's very inhuman. It's like a marble. Yeah, it's it's very good. Um, it reminds me of it does look the, like a marble. the eyes that they have in In the Flesh, which is a very different show, much better show. <laughs> um, but they have a similar thing to that, but white instead of yellow. So obviously it drives me nuts like in the best way that Dean's like, he'd be furious that I wasted a bullet. He wouldn't be proud of me. He'd tear me a new one and points the gun at him. And then he says, you're not my dad, which made me laugh because of the vine. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> the, the transcript says Dean is fighting back tears. Uh-huh. Um, when, when Yellow Eye says they don't need you, not like you need them. Biting and clawing and screaming and crying. Uh-huh. Yeah, that line. Oof. Even when and they fight, right it's that, more concerned yeah. than he ever showed you. 
Oh my god. Demons oh like god. get the memories oh and stuff of the people they possess, right? Um yeah, yeah I think so. Yeah, so like yellow eyed demon extremely using all this info. He like that... he knows the dynamic and he knows yeah. exactly where to Again, die. much like the uh shapeshifter and skin. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Ooh. Dean says, let him go, or I swear to God, and John Demon says what, oh, what are yeah. you and God gonna do? Which Great is so line. good. It's really it's good. Really it's good. really good. I love the yellow eye demon. He's a really great villain. He's so fun. Yeah, that was the that was the thing in the monologue. It's like, yeah, that's a the the like two wrongs don't make a right line bad, but what are you a god gonna do? Fucking slaps. It yeah, yes. it's great. Also, this is where uh the demon I almost said his name. The demon reveals <laughs> that Meg is his daughter to them. Yeah. And mm-hmm. says, What, you're the only yeah. one who can have a family? Yeah. Which is also where the silly line yeah. about like, how would you feel comes in. Yeah. But Yeah. Um when uh sam gets a hold of the gun he does like a very dark souls roll he grabs it <laughs> You're and right. rolls across the yeah, floor and brings roll. it up it's really funny he did that early he does he also did a combat roll in uh in the bender <laughs> he keeps doing his little rolls, <laughs> he keeps doing his yeah. little rolls. So, um, it's so funny yeah a, a couple other things that the yellow demon says that's very good is uh make the gun float to you there psychic boy um yeah. <laughs> and uh yeah, this is where we get holy water. You think that's something that works on something like me, which mm-hmm. who knows whether he's bluffing or not. Um, While Sam has the gun, the demon says, you kill me, you kill daddy. And Sam goes, I know, and shoots, which is extremely cool, except that yeah. he shot him in the leg. Yeah, shoots him in the leg. <laughs> which, how would he know that that would stop the demon? Uh, he made a well, game. He's he got didn't. two bullets. He, if it doesn't, he, gambled he shoots it. him in the head. Yeah um found the other line it was like well this is fun i could have killed you a hundred times today but this and he does this big dramatic sigh this is worth the wait it's so he's so he's such a bastard if you when they when you like apply to get out of hell and be like a demon on earth <laughs> uh-huh. you, have you have to, to like take to a test massive bitch <laughs> you have to, yeah, yeah. You have to go to drama class oh yeah, yeah no there's another one too he's like your dad he's in here with me trapped inside his own meat suit he says hi by the way he's gonna tear you apart he's gonna taste the iron in your blood Great. and i love how that's like it's like when i when he's through with you or when i'm through with yeah. you like uh-huh. i love the vagueness there it's good it's very fucked um when dean when Dean's like, how's dad? Go check on him as he's, like, bleeding Literally, he's bleeding out on the floor. Yep. And he's like, go uh-huh. check on him. Oh, God. I'm dude. like, oh. Oh. Oh, one more and one then, more of course, demon John line. starts begging to get shot textually mm-hmm. as, opposed to, as opposed to emotionally for me. Yeah. I, I can't remember if you brought this up, Ash, but uh, the yellow eye demon also says, never told you this, but Sam was going to ask her to marry him. Been chopping for rings <gasps> yeah. and everything. Then he turns to Sam and goes, you want to know why? Because they got in the way. He's like, yeah, this is where he reveals, like, he has plans for all the psychic kids, which is very interesting. Mm-hmm. Oh, speaking of Never Told, uh, while they're dressed up as firemen, I didn't mention it, but um, while they're infiltrating. Oh, yeah. Dean says he always wants to be a fireman, and of course Sam says, you never oh. told me that. He wants to be a fireman, wants, his mom yeah. died in a fire, he's, yeah. he's just a little oh. boy. He's just a little baby. Oh, Dean. Speaking of Dean and crying... Uh, also, this is where, like, someone says to Dean, someone calls out Dean, the yellow eye demon calls out Dean for, like, making jokes to mask the pain. Mm-hmm. Yeah, funny, but that's all part of your M.O., isn't it? Masks all that nasty pain, masks the truth. Yes. And then and that's that where he says the line you said of, like, Sam is clearly John's favorite. Yeah. 
Um, I love when the demon escapes. The goo like sinks through the wood, mm-hmm. but it's not like or not goo, but the smoke. But it almost has the it consistency of goo. It turns into goo. Yeah, it's like smoke yeah. goo. It's cool. And it it has like a physicality. It it, it squishes as it squeezes through that. Yeah, it's, it's really good looking. Um, and then I think at one point Sam in the car says yes, sir, and then he says like he denies whatever John told him. Oh, it's John really was good. disappointed in, in him for not killing him to kill the demon. He says, yeah. um, killing this demon comes first, before me, before everything. And Sam looks in the rearview mirror at Dean, who's, you know, slumped because mm-hmm. he's in horrible pain. Sam says, "Not no, sir, not before everything. And then they get it's hit, really like, good. right after they mention yeah, that they, they slumped. Get, yeah. It's very yeah, funny. Sam's really like, good. we just have to start over, right? And then the car, the, the truck slumps yeah. into the <laughs> He's like, oh, it's all going to be fine. Yep. Yeah, and then oh. they get hit by a car. Um, the scene where John is begging to, to be shot, right? Uh, Sam doesn't do it partially because he doesn't want to kill his dad, but also because in the background, Dean is you know, on the floor, so he can't do anything mm-hmm. about it. But he says, don't you do it. And since I'm looking at the transcript now, I'm noticing that John only calls him son and Sammy, and mm-hmm. Dean keeps calling him Sam, which is what he, he yeah, wants. Yeah, I noticed that too. He wants to be called Sam, and Dean is around yep. and knows that, and John still thinks of him as Sammy. It's such yeah. a good note. And, like, Sammy is always, like, condescending, in a way, and it's, yeah. like, probably used to, not necessarily specifically to belittle him, but it probably makes him feel belittled when yeah. he, when his dad calls him that. Um, So, Dean calling him Sam and, like, addressing him as a fellow adult is really good. It's a very good, very subtle... Um, yeah, it's good. I didn't see it until it was written down, but it's, it's very good once I've noticed it. Yeah. This is a good episode. This yeah. is a good season. Then that's the season. Yeah, yeah that's season one, Wait, wait, one more note. Okay. <laughs> I skipped over a couple of small things, um, but there's a conversation when they're talking about how Sam's still trying to do what John would want and kill the demon above all else. Um, and Dean says, you know what? I'm going to be the one to bury you. <laughs> He's very sad. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's, whew. there's a lot. Yeah, so that was the season. We can... Yeah. Yeah. That's the season. Uh, we did up it. Next is season two. Um, don't want to give away too much, but we get more plot. There's plot. Yeah. I really like this season. Like, mm-hmm. as the as the first time viewer, I've enjoyed myself very much. There's only been a few yeah. episodes where I haven't enjoyed myself we've had our ups and downs with the show but even the bad episodes are kind of fun yeah very much this for me as somebody who recently rewatched supernatural who has been aware of and or a fan of supernatural for a very long time this season has been repeatedly giving me brain rot just because <laughs> of like all of the john stuff all of this really early character development stuff it's just very juicy it's good and it i like how small it is compared to post season 4 uh oh boy. world ending stakes um, yeah, yeah it's just they're after one demon who they have like a personal connection with it's very yeah it's yeah. very small there's scale there's a lot of monster of the week episodes this season and there's mm-hmm. this one larger case that they hunt in the background it's very so russell t davies mostly it like is. family drama while they're on this road trip while they're hunting urban legends like it's very much the aesthetic like that the the whole show was supposed to be until it went off the rails yeah like, this is mm-hmm. what it was supposed to be about like these two brothers who have this 
family problem and this one mission of revenge. I, I'm push, I'm gonna push back against the super hulak brain rot ass. I've what literally it actually only seen is, Doctor Who. What it actually is, is it's very X-Files. Yep, yes. fair enough. I have seen some X-Files. <laughs> As they they often do that like monster of the week cases that slowly but slowly in the background there is like this bigger broader mystery that they're working toward. It's valid. I it's to very. I don't know. I also like despite saying that um, X Files like probably didn't invent that like no. focus of monster of the week, but it is definitely one of the earliest like monster of the week style shows. Yes. Oh, uh, and then. The music corner for this episode, like I said at the beginning, uh, "Fight the Good Fight" by Triumph is replaced by "Won't Buy Down," "Won't Fall Down" by Steve Fister, "Turn to Stone" by Joe Walsh, and "Barnstorm" is replaced by "One Sugar" by Luke Dick and Red the Red Bud Revival. Uh, "Bad Moon Rising" by Credence Clearwater Revival is replaced by "Backwater Rising" by Tom Coerber. Um, yeah, music, and hopefully that's the last time we'll ever have to think about music. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so looking forward to see, like, the things I most want to see going forward are, like, more of the psychic stuff, which I think we're going to get. Yeah. Um, I want to know more about demons. I want more, Mm -hmm. like, fun monsters. (laughs) Um, I've been enjoying the Monster of the Week stuff a lot. I hope that doesn't Mm -hmm. go away. I know it will eventually go away, at least to some degree, but, um, yeah, more cool monsters. Excited for, like, a bigger plot stuff even still. Mm Mm-hmm. I want more Bobby. <laughs> Bobby. I'm the president of the Bobby <laughs> fan club. I don't have a favorite supernatural character, but he is up there. I have too many favorite characters. Season two. Season two is going to be so much fun. It's going to be yes, so good for excited. me personally. I'm excited. <laughs> I felt like you two um, have built up season two a lot for me. So I don't I'm even remember half the shit it. that happens in season two. Season two. Season two is I think maybe the last season that was actually like Sam is reasonably treated as a main oh boy. <laughs> which is All not right. like a se- like the main selling point but it's That's absurd. not a downside. The show no, is 15 really fucking seasons long. It's really funny. Um like Sam continues to get plots but he's like he's no longer the main character after season 2. Like he's uh-huh. just not. Yeah. And we'll they talk are about why. very much like equals, but Dean is like the one who gets the most attention yeah. because he is the more interesting character of the two of them. It's true. Um, even when we get to the later stuff. Well, and even like in this season, <laughs> nice though, dodge. like Sam's Sam's like slow turn toward being Batman, <laughs> like out for mm-hmm. revenge against this uh, against this demon, has been good and compelling to me. Yeah. Sam is a good character and he continues to have like interesting arcs um but I think Kripke's like vision of Sam being the special good boy main character and Dean being his sidekick kind of got sidetracked because Uh in general I think first of all the fandom is more interested in Dean and second of all I think the writers found more naturally that Dean is is a better focus to have Jensen Ackles is a very compelling actor yes and Jared Padalecki is Jared Padalecki. Yeah. Um, so, like we mentioned, either at the top of this episode as you're hearing it we did or not. in the last episode. I don't think. Okay. Um, we are going to take a week break um, yep. in between season one and season two to give us a little bit of buffer. Yeah, so there will be no episode next week. 
Um, yeah. And also, I don't think we mentioned this, uh, because of our schedules slowly like getting harsher and harsher around us, we are going to, for the near future, be doing two episodes per episode mm-hmm. and not three. We have to figure out some sort of Byzantine ritual to uh, figure out who's <laughs> doing what synopsis, uh, considering it's no longer a clean one, two, three. Um, yes. But yeah, we're from, from going forward, episodes are probably, ones. yeah, I know. Episodes are going to our episodes are going to be a little bit shorter, uh, mm-hmm. and we're only be, going to be doing two. So if you're watching along with us, you have less TV to watch every week. Oh no! <laughs> and if you're not, then less you're probably just relieved that we no longer have four-hour episodes. Hey, we've never crested <laughs> four hours. I think the furthest we've gone has been like three, like a little over three, which also will probably be this one. But who knows how much yes. I can edit this down? Um. Yeah, uh, so until next time. Oh, please rate and review us. Uh, yeah. We finished this first season. Tell your friends, tell your family, tell anybody who would listen. Please, we'd love, appreciate that very much. Leave us reviews. Mm-hmm. Uh, and thank you so much for listening if you've been through this whole season with us. Yeah. Uh, looking forward yeah. to starting the, the journey. So far. Yeah. <laughs> looking forward to starting the journey with you all into season two. Woohoo! Season two! Carry on my wayward Between, but, There'll be peace when... <laughs> lay your weary heads to rest, everybody. <laughs> <laughs>